Hi, I'm Kara Kilmer. I play Sylvie Brennan on Chicago Fire, and you are listening to Minas and Molly's. Gonna be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's gonna be a hell of a ride. Hi, um, welcome to Meet Us at Molly's. We we used to be a podcast that covered the One Chicago franchise. Now we just come on here and lament the latest character exit week after week. Yeah, now we just reiterate everything Deadline says and Pretty talk much. about it. Yeah, and then we also talk about Dancing with the Stars, so um, yeah, we used to we be a proper about podcast. Dancing with the Stars podcast, <laughs> let's be real, at least for another like two weeks. Brenda, what is happening? I can't, like, what? I, I was literally just telling you, I was like working on the outline yeah, 24, 28 hours ago. And I was like, oh, we only have premiere date news and like Jesse Stram single news. And I was like, this is great. And then we got like new character. I'm like, okay, cool. And then today happened. And I was like, fuck today. We're like two exits away from like the fans having to create Chicago Fire episodes using finger puppets over Zoom. Well, and you know, you know, the talk out there is everyone's at this point, like the show should be done. Like they're over like just turn them off now and I've always said that like I feel like they can handle them if the exits are done like one at a time and like over a course of time but like it's crazy the fact that we're having three exits in a shortened season yep in a shortened season we get 13 episodes and we're losing three characters across two shows is it three yeah it is yeah and when you say three you're like that doesn't feel like a lot but it's been like a mass exodus yeah that's a lot that's a lot i'm like at least we get taylor kinney back but like that doesn't make up at this point like the scale is still outweighed nothing doesn't make up for anything yeah nothing is safe nothing is sacred nobody is safe yeah nobody's safe everybody who comes in at this point i'm just going to assume they're leaving so like we're going to meet luke mitchell's character in the premiere and i'm gonna be like maybe that will set up for his exit in a few yeah, episodes i'm like not trying to get attached to anyone but i know that's going to be basically impossible at this point because i'm I'm always just that person who's going to get attached to characters but i'm like just gonna be like 10 steps back because like i can't get that attached anymore it's getting ridiculous at this point yeah I mean, and they're going to have to, at some point, if they want the shows to keep going, they're going to have to find new long-term players. That's the only way this is actually going to last. Right. Is if you find, like, new long-term characters for people to get invested in and actually care about and love. And, like, I don't see where that's happening. And, like, the ones that you, and the ones that you have started to do that all seem to be gone anyway. So, like... This is starting to remind me of not my last job, but the job before that, where it was like a revolving door of people coming and going. Like turnover was ridiculous. And we like just we started making jokes about it. This is starting to remind me of that. Yeah, it's this was once I think about it, I'm like, okay, I can kind of maybe see, but like I did not expect that one at all. At all. So if you don't know what we're talking about, we're so sorry to be the ones to have to tell you. But for the third week in a row. Do we, we start? Talking- hold on. Do we start with good news or do we start and then sandwich it with the bad news? No, or do we just it. start with the bad Let's news? Let's just start with the bad. Okay. We'll start with the bad. Because that's that seems to be all the franchise wants us to cover these days. 
Okay, we'll start with the bad. <sighs> yeah, so if you don't know what we're talking about, we are so sorry to be the ones to tell you, but for the third week in a row, we are covering another character exit because on Thursday of this week, it dropped out of freaking nowhere that Alberto Resende is leaving Chicago Fire. I was really glad I didn't have a lot of work to do this afternoon because my mind, after I saw that, I was like, I'm done. I can't work anymore. I'm done. See, and I did. I like had a plan. I was like, I'm going to do this first and then I'm going to like work a little and then I'm going to do this. And then I, I had a plan to be productive and then the news dropped and I was fucking useless the rest of the day because I was just pissed. Yeah, this was, I really did not see this coming at all. Not only is Alberto leaving, he's leaving in the premiere. Mm, do we talk about the... The theories? We may the as well. Well, okay. So there has been a permit pulled for outside of the firehouse for this week and the next couple of days, right? Something like that. Something like that. And on the sign that, because, you know, they have to post signs on the streets. Um, you know, where they're going to have, like, exits and things closed down or whatever. And on one of the signs that's posted right by the firehouse, it says something about, like, be a ca- caution, like, there will be an explosion happening. Something, I don't remember the exact words, and but basically, there's an explosion happening. And they just started filming a couple days ago. So they're on the premiere. And the explosion's going down either in or near the firehouse. Yeah, so... Do with that what you will, fandom. I uh, So we're all starting to put two and two together. And all of you know how this goes, right? The minute a character announces they're leaving, our theories become, okay, they're either leaving because of something good or they're dying. There's no in-between. It's either, yeah. it's either of those. So knowing that the explosion's going down in the premiere, we've all just jumped immediately to, holy shit, Gallo's going to die a horrible death. Yeah. What well, is like... And everyone now assumes that Mouch is alive. It's like, oh, Gal is leaving in the premiere. We can't have two characters go in the premiere. Uh, uh, yeah, because there have been theories about that, too. There have been rumors going around that Christian's leaving. Yeah, off of really nothing, but I digress on those. But yeah, so now it's like that Alberta's leaving. Everyone's like, okay, Christian's staying because they're not going to have two people leave in the premiere. Oh, my God. Okay, so, so Brenna will tell you, I have ridiculous when Chicago dreams like they're ridiculous all the time I had one the other night that I told Brian about where I was a nurse at Chicago Med <laughs> this and so yeah literally I was a nurse at Chicago Med in the premiere so like the episode was happening and I was a nurse and I literally there were so many new people in the hospital that I literally just kept going up to April being like who's that who's that who's this like who's that person I didn't recognize anybody I don't know why April was still there but that's literally (laughs) I think it's because that is my fear of what this new season is going to be and the more people that leave the more likely that looks yeah and I think at this point like I was saying earlier I get that people are gonna leave right like these shows have been on a long time and at some point actors do I mean some actors do some actors do not want change they want to be challenged in something different and I understand that and that's just gonna what's gonna happen when you have shows that have been on 12 11 nine, nine seasons <laughs> what season is bad going on to at this point it's gonna happen and i can understand that i've got my head wrapped around that but what i don't understand is the ones that you've already introduced and like are trying to introduce like on med for the residents that we already start to, to get to know last year on fire you've got like kylie and on pd you have Torres like are those people sticking around because if you get rid of all those then like 
at some point you've got to start introducing new characters to last another 10 seasons and mm-hmm. i thought that was going to be gallo and obviously it's not nope i really thought like gallo was going to be the new casey slash severide eventually of the new class and new generation and now we're like well yeah yeah and like we always say this is the risk you run on a long-running show but at a certain point the flag goes up and you're like wait this is more than normal and we're getting to that point but the thing is though so okay i'll read the tiny little bit from deadline i mean it's not that it basically says that like swartz to say his departure from the wolf you know entertainment drama was fully amicable i think that i assume that means that it was al Alberto's choice to leave I took that a completely different way I you took take that... it as in basically that like Alberto's cool with them killing him off yeah interesting I but did. either way I mean whether they kill him off or not I obviously amicable I do believe that I can't believe that Alberto would leave out with like a sour taste in his mouth but I I when I started to think about it I was like you know it kind of makes sense because like Gallo really had shit the last couple seasons he did he's not had a great storylines at all just the stuff with his aunt yeah well and then especially like once hawkins came in they kind of threw the violet and gallo stuff out the water you know out the way and they did they did really go out of their way to make gallo look bad yeah well and then it was like they kind of then didn't give him much like it was like okay we like made gallo you know good again or whatever (laughs) and then they were like oh he slept with herman's niece oh the stuff with his aunt which was the only like real meaty stuff he's gotten honestly since he almost got first introduced Mm mm-hmm and so, like, once I sat there and thought about it, I was like, you know, I would, if I was Alberto, I'd kind of be a little annoyed. He's not the fire star I thought, he's not the one of the trio I thought would leave first. But once I sat and thought about it, I was like, yeah, I always thought if anyone was going to leave out of kind of the newer class, I thought it was going to be Daniel for kind of the same reasons. But I'm not putting, I'm taking that back because I don't want Daniel to leave either. But We don't know um, what next week's going to hold. I feel like should we play the game we have how many weeks till premiere like six eight, seven something like that let me pull up the calendar let's find out but it's like how many stars across all three shows are we gonna lose before the premiere oh my god okay so that's one two three four five six and change so like six and a half yeah. weeks that's well first of all that's crazy and second of all yeah, it's like, how many more stars do we lose in the next six and a half weeks? Do we I'm going to go, bet? yeah, let's take a bet. I'm going to go with one more. You really think we're actually going to lose one more? I don't know not, anything not anymore. Including, but, uh... I'm not including, like, if Christian were to leave because of Mouch's story. Because that has already was written, you know, six, seven months ago. You know, whatever, at this point. I'm going with one more. I don't know who. I can't take. (laughs) I'm going with zero because I can't take anymore. I I can't take anymore either. I can't. Like, yeah. And and I I thought this too when the when the headline came down today. I I immediately was like, if they kill him off, the way that we think, if they kill him in this like explosion, I might need to put fire down for a little bit because I'm still not over eleven oh three. I can't take that again. Well, it's like, okay, two things. One, we already, somebody, I can't, I think it was Logan had pointed this out in our group chat earlier. Well, like, if they also kill him in an explosion, that's kind of been taking the Borelli route-ish with, like, his ending. And so it's like, do we really want to do that again? 
like and, and Otis to an extent too. Like, do we really want to do that again? And then second of all, I lost my train of thought. Well, Logan al- Logan also brought up another good point that she was like, if they kill him off, then that position on 51 is essentially cursed. Because yeah, he came in to replace Otis. Yeah. Yeah. But also, okay, oh, I remember my second point slash question was, okay, well then in what way, if they don't kill him off, if they're like, you know what, Gallo's just leaving, why does he leave? I saw one theory that I would love. And that would be if he went to Portland to continue to learn under Casey. But the thing is, we don't know what's happening with Casey. No fucking clue. Because theoretically, Brett, I mean, I I have a feeling at this point, Brett's exit is, even though we don't actually have confirmation, but I have a feeling that she's going to say yes to the proposal and then obviously go wherever they're going to go. But like, is Casey going to, are they going to move to Portland? Again, I don't know anything anymore, okay? I, I don't say, know. If Casey and Brett found themselves in Portland, I would definitely be okay with the um, Gallo moving to Portland theory. For sure. For sure, for sure, that. for sure. Um, and honestly, at this point, anything that keeps Gallo alive, I'm okay with. It's all we want. <laughs> it's not a tall order. It's, so it's not bad. a tall order. The yeah. bar is so low. So low. Oh my god. Do you oh think, my god. Do you think Derek is on a beach somewhere just kind of being like, <laughs> glad it's not me? I don't know. I don't know. And I wonder, do you think, okay, I think we all obviously knew the Kara exit was coming, right? Yeah. I mean, we knew that. I mean, they basically set the cliffhanger up for that purpose. Do you think any of the other exits have to do with the writers, like the strikes? It could. Maybe like, Alberto's. If, yeah. Like, if we hadn't had strikes and we, like, everything otherwise went normal as planned, like, that they would be leaving? I, I, that's that's for sure a theory. I could see it most plausible in Tracy's exit. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because I think, you know, maybe she wants to spend more time with her loved ones. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Um, I mean, we all know it, but yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't yeah who knows that's that's something we're never really gonna know no we're never gonna know that but like it is a what if yeah in the back of the head yeah I mean it very well could be and I think I mean that was that was a fear of ours as we got deeper into the strike too is that you know people have time to think and people have time to make decisions and yeah realize they want to move on from things and that's okay. Oh, I, I literally have no problem with any of these exits. The problem that I have with the exits is that it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Well, yeah, yeah. I, that's, I mean, that's... the exits are never going to be okay, right? Like, we're always going to hate that, like, when someone leaves. I'm not going to have a problem with people leaving. It's just, like, it feels like there's so much happening. Like, if I try to think about all the characters and people we've just lost on these shows in the last year, like the last calendar year, it's fucking crazy. Does it kill you at all as we do this rewatch that as you're watching these episodes, you're like, pretty much everybody is gone except for Berserkwater across all three shows. Pretty much everybody's gone. No, so that's Everide and Cruz and Mouch and Herman, Herman. and Bowden. Fire has the most just because they've had like a big cast for the whole time. But yeah, well, for now, we'll see what tomorrow brings. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. 
Med, I'm like, who actually still exists on Med except for Goodwin and Dr. Charles? And Maggie. And Maggie. That's it. Beginning. Those from are the, the only OGs. Yeah. And then, like you said, Bursic Water and Voight and Platt. And Platt. Yeah. But when you think about how big PD's cast used to be, or bigger PD's cast, it's like, whoa, okay, that's still not a lot. We still don't know about Torres. No, Benjamin has not popped up anywhere. He posted a selfie the other night, and he was, like, not looking like Torres but at he, all. But I feel like he posts a lot of selfies from, like, that are not taken, like, the day he posts them. But... I mean, and obviously we haven't seen Patty, but, like, I'm not worried about that one because they're trying to hide this, like, cliffhanger. Like, I get it. Yeah, they're trying to hide him, but you know we're going to find him. We haven't seen Christian either, so, like, I get it. We're going to find them. And it's also been four days at this point. Like, I'm not worried about it. But Torres, I'm a little, like... (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the other people who, like, haven't... Well, the med kids, we... We literally, if it wasn't for Jesse Schramm, we would have no idea if Med, like, was even filming. Steven posted something either today or yesterday just saying I'm back to work. It wasn't a picture or anything. It was just saying that he's back to work. So I'm like, no, oh, thank God. Yeah, Steven's back in Chicago. But nobody else on Med uses socials. So, like. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, it's been. Yeah. It's hard out here for a shy hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, Mm-mm-mm. it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. It's it, it is. It's frustrating because like what, like you really expect us to come into this new season with just like nothing but new people and be like, here, care about them. I just met these but, people. But the thing is, is like the thing that's gonna be frustrating to me is that like I can care about the new people if you like slowly introduce them at a time. But, like, my concern is, is, like, on med, like, are we going to get any of the residents who we started to care about last year back? Like, are any of them coming back? I don't know. Is Torres, who I started to care about last year, coming back? I don't know. Is Kylie coming back at some point on fire? She fucking better be. She (sighs) better be. God, we need, I mean, if Gallo leaves, then at least she's got a, you know, a spot open on truck whenever she wants it. But, like... That was the other thing that popped up on Twitter a lot because you had messaged me that and a lot of people on Twitter said it too that, you know, hey, if he leaves, that opens up the spot for Kylie. And if it yeah. doesn't, then what was the freaking point? Yeah. Yeah. And I get it. It's not like she's going to be on truck in episode one. I got it. She may not even be on a truck by episode 13. I got it. But like, that is her, that's her spot. Yet another reason not to kill Gallo because it will prove that Otis's position is cursed and then we've got to worry about Kylie. I know. I know. Well, and then you have to think too, Logan, I literally hadn't thought about this either that like when Brett leaves, we're going to have to have someone fill in as Violet's partner. Like we're going to have to get another new person in there as Violet's partner. Yet another reason why we should not have killed Evan. Yeah, I know. That's been going around Twitter too today. Like just the rage. People are like, Evan Hawkins died for nothing. And I kind of agree. Well, and then the whole thing is, is like when Chicago, like the one Chicago accounts and NBC accounts in general are still so obsessed with them. Like they did that whole Spotify, like fake Spotify thing. And they're like, it was something about like Chicago. And then it was like, oh, if you have similar tastes in like Bretzy Seller, I didn't hook me. And I'm like, 
Hawkinson's been dead for over a year, and yet the official accounts are still posting about it. I him. wanted to reply to that so badly and be like, you keep his name out of your mouth. I wanted to reply and just be like, at Jimmy Nix. And just like... You yeah. took him from us? Why are you dangling him in front of our face now? Oh my god. They post about him a lot for someone who's like dead and been dead for over a year. <laughs> I know, a couple months ago they just randomly posted the death scene. I was like, could you Could you not? Yeah, no, but they post about like Hokami a lot for like a character who's like literally dead and like cannot come back. What's happening? <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> I also love slash hate how people just automatically check in with us now because they're like, oh, what Chicago exits? Brenna and Gina. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, that is that is can sweet. We not. We had a couple of It's listeners. sweet, but it also is like, can we not? Yeah. I had a listener today and she sent me the link and then she was like, stupid question, but are you okay? I was like, you're really sweet to ask. I'm just mad. <laughs> like, yeah, we have the best listeners. You guys are really sweet. Are you guys okay? Because like, yeah. Not. Let us know how you feel because I know Gallo is like become controversial in this last, I don't know, season, season and a half ish or semi controversial. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, characters that suck. Like he's still a little cinnamon cinnamon roll. He's still our like baby sunshine. And like, is he though? He lost cinnamon roll status in season ten. No, but what I'm saying is he's still our little cinnamon roll at heart. And like, I don't want to see him go. Our little Spider Man. Yeah. Little Gerber baby sunshine. Yeah. I don't know. January 17th, we're going to be like, who's that? Who's this person? Who's that? I don't know who that is. It's going to be a wild time. And like, it's a show about first responders, okay? I would think over 12 seasons, you would learn something about how to stop the bleeding that is employee turnover. <laughs> Just saying. It's really frustrating. It's so frustrating. What the fuck? It's, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And unfortunately, I feel like we're just going to have to learn to live with the turnover. But that's how people stop watching is because there's nobody to grab onto. I understand that. But I feel like I feel like some people don't like the people who aren't as invested in it as we are, who just like like to watch the shows. You know, the people who aren't on Twitter and, you know, just actually turn on the TV to watch. I feel like they don't care. Like, I feel like they're like, okay, we enjoyed that. Okay, that was cool. And, like, they're still going to watch. I've asked the question before, but how do you watch TV like that? I don't know how to do that. Yeah, I know. I I don't know how to watch, like, normal TV. Not, like, the same person. I don't know. This is ridiculous. It's a lot. I don't know. I had something else to say, and then I forgot what it was. I don't know. Just like one week without an exit. I would love that. I would love to not have to start an episode talking about an exit. Yeah. Yeah. If you wanted to say someone was coming back, though, we'd take that in a heartbeat. Um, why, Why does SVU get that and we don't? Yeah. Jesse Soffer, Jesse Spencer. I mean, you already gave us 
you gave us Taylor Kinney, so like, give us one of the Jessies. Uh, anyone else who's still alive at this point? But we don't know if we get to keep Taylor yet. They they might just be dangling him in front of our face. I don't know. Who knows anything stop. anymore? Stop! 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 He's coming back. We're just gonna focus on that. We're totally just gonna stop. focus on that. <laughs> We're just going to focus on that. I don't know. Yeah, like, I want to be excited about the Luke Mitchell news, but now I'm like... Mm. Well, we haven't even talked... We uh, we haven't talked since the show's actually announced they're coming back. So, like, they're coming back January 17th, if you didn't already know. Market calendars, we're all going to cry, it's going to be great. I do think it's interesting, though, that they're coming back so early. They are coming back a lot earlier than we thought, for sure. Like we, a whole month. Yeah, we were for sure, like middle February, for sure. And then, yeah, January 17th. I wonder, though, I counted the weeks, and if they were to go 13 straight, it would put them at, like, early, mid-April. I wonder if they're doing it, though, so they have, like, at some point, there will be a week where they don't have new episodes. I imagine. So, like, I, feel like they're gonna, I feel like they're gonna need a week at some point to, like, catch up on editing or you know something to actually make the episodes happen something like that yeah we're so gonna i wonder need... if they just like aired early to add in some extra buffer time possibly possibly i imagine i i think care is gonna leave at the mid-season so i imagine we're gonna get a mid-season at some point even if it's just like a week yeah yeah and well and a lot of other shows are getting 10 and chicago when chicago is getting 13 so I don't know. But I just thought that was interesting. But yeah, shows are coming back January 17th. Okay, cool. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I just, I I can't. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, Somebody new is coming to med. Yay. I was so okay, excited Gina, about that too. I was like, Gina, muster up some, muster up some, like, come on. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Ugh. Yes. We've got casting news on the Chicago Med front. First bit of casting news for the new season. Yes. Which is, thank God. Yes. Nice. We needed that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Luke Mitchell is joining Chicago Med in season nine. He is the character with the, and I quote, troubled past connected to Dr. Charles. Yes. Yes. So if you're not familiar with Luke Mitchell, I know him from both Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Big Sky. He's been in a couple things. Like, if you look him up on IMDb, you'll recognize his face. I, like, kind of recognize his face. I know people on the internet seem to be obsessed with him, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was also on Blind Spot, which I, I I remember that, too. I just don't remember specifics about his character. Yeah. But, uh, I, yeah. So. It's apparently a guest starring role with like that could expand to a series regular which like hopefully because we need more people so like hopefully but please please do become a series regular yeah yeah and apparently he's gonna the guy's name now is mitch ripley name could change which like if he's supposed to be in the premiere episode which they're filming this week at some point they gotta decide on a name for the man oh did they really say name could change i didn't catch that yeah, Deadline literally says he will pr- 
portray Dr. Mitch Ripley name could change. I've never seen them do that, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, no, me neither. But also Luke himself like tweeted and posted on Instagram. He's like, Dr. Ripley coming at you. When that's what I'm saying is like, they're filming this week. Like at some point they got to decide on a name. That they do. Especially if he's going to be in the premiere. So yeah. Anyway, interesting. Very interesting. I'm just like, give me new people. Okay. Yes, please come stay a while. No, really, a while. Yes. Become a series regular. Sign a like six year contract, please. For stay the love for of God. Ever. Stay as long as you'd like. Until the shows end in like 20 years. It's fine. They're never going to end. That's what I said. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Does it kill you a little bit that there's going to be another Ripley on a, on a medical show? I didn't even, oh my God, I didn't even think about it. That was the first thing I thought of. I was like, Brenda must have you having like flashbacks to Station 19. Don't even get me started. You're like, thanks, bitch. <laughs> Gina, that'll like, once we finish recording, I'm going to end up in like my Ripley and Hughes deals and I'm just going to like, especially because that relationship over there, her relationship. I'm not, don't even get me started on Station 19. I'm done. It was okay. like the first connection I made. I was like, Brenda must be dying right now. No, it didn't even get, didn't even cross my mind. Did not even cross my mind. And now I'm just like, sad all over again. <sighs> yeah. He deserves so much better. That's all. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll co-sign that. I'll co-sign that. Yes. <sighs> Uh, we've also got a Matt's inside line. We had all good news up until today. Uh, yeah. yeah. So on Matt's inside line, somebody asked about a scoop for med. So I'll let Brenna take that away. Yeah. So the answer was when we ran into Chicago meds, Jesse Shram at Hallmark party where she was promoting her new movie, Mystic Christmas. She hadn't seen a script yet, but did reveal that the season nine premiere will feature a time jump. Following the finale's odd Hannah, Archer, Shaw, and Love Triangle. I think it'll be really interesting to see what happens with Archer and where that friendship and relationship is going. But I know that we're going to be coming in on a different beat. We're not picking up exactly where we left off, so there's a bit of time that's gone by. I'd love to see what's developed at the hospital in terms of the woman care for Hannah. And then, of course, see where she is in her recovery. I don't know. Maybe there's some love interest along the way. No, your love interest is... Archer, but that's where I'll leave it at that. Yes, but you and I disagree. It should it, on which Archer it should be. Dean Archer, Sean Archer, Dean Archer. But like, let's be real here. I need Hannah and Dean more than I ever thought. Like, I need to like attach to that. Like, I need it more than I ever thought I could need it ever because I need something to attach to. <laughs> We need something good in one Chicago land to get yes, buzzy about it, again. I need it. I need them so bad. I mean, I already wanted them to happen, but like, I need it. Mm -hmm. I think the time jump stuff is interesting because I wonder if all the shows will time jump or just med. That's a good question. Especially given where we're just talking about with fire. Like, is fire going to time jump? You know, because we don't know that Severide's coming back in the premiere. So, like, is Stella still going to, is Stella going to be wherever Severide is in the premiere? I can't. I can't. That was another theory we threw around today that if Gallo dies in a fiery explosion, is that why Severide comes back? Is because Stella's just like devastated. Or is Stella devastated because she wasn't there? She was with Severide. 
And she wasn't there to help Gallo theoretically out of, you know, save his life. Please don't kill him. Please don't do it. Please. Andrea, if you listen to this at all, please please. don't kill him. Please. I know it's probably too late at this point because you're already filming, but like, please. 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 Just let him ride off into the sunset somewhere. Yes. Yes. For the love of God, please. Please don't kill him. Please Please. don't. We can't take it. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Uh, Yeah, well, because, and I was thinking about this too today, is like, you know, like normal casual viewers, yeah, okay, fine, whatever. They're like, oh, that fictional character died. That sucks. But when you've been watching from day one and you are attached to these characters and you care about them the way we do, that's not just a fictional character dying. That's somebody from our lives that is like leaving. Yeah. And I don't think it helps us because we are really fortunate in that we get to interview these people. I'm like, and sometimes become like friendly with them. And it's just like, it hurts even more because I'm like, no, but I love Alberto. Like we got to talk to him and I'm just like, no, I love him. Mm -hmm. He can't leave. Ride him off into the sunset. Just please. Just Andrea, ride him off into the please. sunset. Please don't kill him. Please. 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 And that's, I feel like that's why, like, if, if they kill him, I might need to put it down for a little bit just because, like, Hawkins' death was too much that one night. Like, that was a horrible, horrible night. And it was compounded by the fact that it was Jesse's leaving too. But, like, I don't, I don't want to go do that again. Yeah. It's going to be going to be tough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, So time jump on med will be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. Let's see. For sure. Yeah. I I just, I have nothing profound to say. I'm just like, I don't know. Um, Oh, also a Hallmark party. Where was our invite? But actually, though, I need to catch up on my Hallmark movies, though. I am, like, behind. I'm, I feel like we're, Charlie and I are doing a pretty good job and like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of liking where we're at. Uh, the Joy Lens one is a must see. It's my favorite. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, I have it recorded. It's, it's for sure was the top of my list. Um, I feel like I'm going to knock them out as I like work on like Christmas cards. I feel like I'm going to just like knock some out this weekend. Yeah. That, that one is number one on my list so far. That's my favorite one of all the ones I've seen. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. So. Also pertaining to Christmas, Jesse Schramm released a Christmas single. Is there anything this girl cannot do? I did not know she could sing. Me neither. It was like, when I saw that, I was like, she can sing? And I was like, of course, all the med people that have ever been on med can sing. That's true, actually. I'm like, think about all the people on med who've been on med and like, they can all sing. Colin, Nick, Patty. Heather. Heather. Jesse. Yeah. yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. I'm like, she was meant to be on Chicago Med. Yep. Obviously. But I've listened, and I think it's cool. She wrote it, so it's not like a cover of, you know, like, Jingle Bells or something like that. Like, it's one she wrote. I think she's got another one coming out, too. But it's really pretty. It's very good. I haven't listened to it yet. I'll have to. It's very pretty. I think she's got another one coming out. But I just thought it was cool. And doing something different. And like I said, I did not know she could sing. But she can definitely sing. Love it. Yeah. Our super talented, med- musically inclined medcast. Yes. It, it's like a requirement at this point. There has to be one musically inclined person on set of Chicago Med at all times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like it. 
That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. And that leads us into our weekly Dancing with the Stars update. Oh, I wanted to throw my mug after that, too. <laughs> I got the best segue. Ready? Unlike in one Chicago, nobody left this week. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. But also, we what the fuck was that? Yeah, that was, that ending was, uh, I, I was like, what the fuck? No, this cannot happen. And then, thank God, it did not, but. I still, I want to know why. Like, why? I was literally just talking about this with a friend like literally two seconds before we hopped on there and she was asking me if I thought it was planned and like I go back and forth because part of me believes that like they didn't just come out of that like out of left field with that that so like they obviously had it planned for a while but then part of me also is like I bet they did it because like maybe someone wanted they wanted to stick around was gonna go home so they're like no 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 we have to do this so like I really don't know And then we, like, also, if you think about it, we've not had a double elimination at all this season, so maybe they were just waiting for, you know, they're like, ooh, someone's gonna go home that we don't want to go home. Like, let's just pull the, you know, no one's going home. I think it's weird they did it for the finale, though, but, like, still. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I thought that was weird, for sure. But also, like, you didn't have to make us sweat that bad, ABC. Jesus. How, like, they went from Allison right down to Sochi and Ari being the two Right, they basically went, like, in reverse order of who you thought would have stayed. And, like, yeah. Sochi and Ariana, I was like, no. I was like, no, no, no. No, this cannot yeah. be happening. This no. is That was, like, my worst fear come to life in terms of Days of the Stars. Everybody. Like, my worst fear. I was like, I can't. And then, of course, like, Charlie doesn't watch Dancing with the Stars. Like, he just kind of has, like, he watches because I have it on. So when they get down to it, he's like, so those two are the last two. I'm like, but you don't understand. These two are supposed to be, like, the last two, like, as in the winners. It's supposed to be between these two in the finale. Right. It's not like it was Allison and Sochi or Allison and Ariana. Like, no, no, no. It is supposed to be Ariana and Sochi. Like, next week, I want to see the two of them with Alfonso and Julianne and them being, like, the winner is and, like, between the two of them. That's what I want. Some of the TikToks were really good about it. And like one of the ones I saw was really funny with this girl was like, I'm so happy everybody made it to the final. And then she turned, she's like, if you ever do that to us again, ABC, I'm going to storm the gates. And like, she means like, yeah, yeah, don't, don't do that to us again. Like we've had some bad eliminations, but that honestly, that was like one of the worst just feelings in terms of Dance with Stars. Yeah. I was like, I can't, and we didn't even get an elimination. And I was like, no, 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 I don't know. No, no, no. And I was like watching it when it was like it was like the split screen with Ari and Sochi, and I was just kind of like, okay, well, who can I part with? And I was like, I could probably part with Ari, but I really don't want to. Like, yeah, I if I had to have picked between the two, I would have picked Ariana, but like, I didn't want that at all. No, no. If I'd wanted anyone to part with, I would have wanted it to be Allison. But I would have been okay if Charity had gone home this week. I would have been okay too. Um. But, like, it probably should have been Allison. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a given. I would, but, the writing's been on the wall for weeks. But at the same time, I mean, she is scoring lower than everybody. But Allison's arc on the show is exactly what this show is about. For sure. For sure. I do. I mean, there is, though, like a, like you said, a gap between the oh, other time. four and her. I did think it was funny, though. We, You and I have been sending, like, tiktoks back and forth to each other like whatever and like in the one that harry did his like vlog of the day or whatever 
he was like, yeah, it's a good thing I wasn't out there because it would have been like really noticeable, like how better everyone else is than me or like something along those lines. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. At least you yeah. see that too. I mean, I think he's always seen that, but I was like, at least you see that too, that like you were not meant to be out there and that's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that, that's quite evident. It's just that, I mean, Allison's arc is exactly what the show is about. And even though she is scoring lower than everybody else, she still has earned her spot in both the semis and now the finals. And so I fully expect her to go home first in the finale, but she has earned her spot there for sure. I I definitely agree with the semifinals. I think the finals, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I just, I something about the whole, like everyone's safe is like kind of still rubbing me the wrong way. And also five is a lot for the finals. No, that, that's definitely a lot for like, the finals. I mean, they used to do three, and then they upped it to four, and I was like, that's still a lot, but okay. And yeah. then now they're like, oh, no, no, we're going to do five. And I'm like, it's a two-hour show. And you're supposedly having Mark and Charlie come back and do a performance. Um, Julianne and Alfonso are supposed to be doing something. You're going to have other special guests. Like, that's a lot for a finale. Yeah. And they're going to both do two dances. They're all going to do two dances. So that's 10 dances total and the results. And like, that's a lot. It is a three hour finale, but still, that it's is a lot. Three hours? Yeah. You didn't know that? No, I missed that. Okay. That's a little better. But still. yeah, I saw, because I, I saw a tweet. Somebody tweeted like right after the finale. It was like, look, they like, that was not a last five minute decision. The finale has been three hours for like a long time. They knew going in it was going to be five. Oh, thank God. But like, at that point, I mean, some days, you know what, Gina, I miss the results show. Like, I miss, like, a separate whole day for the results show and all the things they would get to do during the results show. Like, oh, I, I really do miss it. They need to bring it back, for sure. Because I hate the premise they have now since there's no results show. Like, that Matt guy who got voted off in the very first week on the first night. Yeah. Like, you need 24 hours to let it simmer. Well, like, the West Coast should have a chance to vote. Like, actually having seen it. And, like, even with the finale, I miss the little, like, I miss this. This is so stupid. But, like, do you remember when they used to have the finale night? And, like, they would give you, like, the 24-hour fusion challenge. Like, and you had to, like, they basically would be like, hey, go mash up Cha-Cha and Tango. And, like, you have 24 hours to learn it. And I always loved because they would, like, change out the pictures in the studio to be, like, pictures of that contestant throughout the season. And I was like, this is such a cute moment. Like, I don't miss that. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the pro numbers on the results shows were oh, just and incredible. And Jason's performing, too, in the finale. Forgot about that, too. He's singing that dance, you know, I feel like dancing, whatever that song is. Okay. <laughs> so okay. I add that in, too. And there's an opening note. Like, I mean, we're going to be fed, but also, like, that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, not complaining, but, like, also, like, that's a lot. <laughs> So um, at the outlets, if you were thinking of dropping one Chicago news on Tuesday night, don't. don't please, <laughs> please do not. Don't do it. Um, should we make predictions since this is obviously dropping on Friday? The, res- the finale is on Tuesday. Should we make predictions on who we think is going to win? Yeah, but we agree. Like, yeah, I know. Wholeheartedly. It, it's Sochi. It's Sochi. It's got to be it's, Sochi. It, and I feel bad for saying this, but I feel like if it's not Sochi and Val, as much as I love Ariana and Jason has gotten back to like a top level, I feel like if it's not Sochi and Val, like what are we doing? I could if, <laughs> in if, some ways I'm like, what are we doing? I think if Ariana has a knockdown drag out final night, if she just is like in- 
unbelievable. She could pull ahead, but for the most part, I think it's going to be Sochi. But I feel like if Sochi also has a knockout, dragged out, whatever you just said, <laughs> knockout night, like, I feel like she's going to be hard to beat. Like, I just, yeah. I feel like this is her season. I feel like Val, I feel like Val's on a whole other level this season. Like, I feel like he's enjoying, you could just see on his face, I feel like he's enjoying this season more than he has in a really long time. Mm-hmm. His choreography is insane. And I just, I feel like he's going to win his third mirror ball. I just, I really do. I would love that. It will put him in an upper echelon that like very few people have ever reached because. Big word, Derek- Brenna. Derek has, you know, Derek's won six, Mark has won three, and no one else. That's it. Everyone else only won three? Yeah, Mark had only won two until he won last year. Sean, Christy, and Charlie? Yeah. I could have sworn he'd won more, but okay. And then everyone else is two or one. So, like, if Val wins three, that's, like, big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I would love that. I think I, I cannot wait to see what that freestyle is going to look like too. It's going to be insane. Yeah. And they dropped the songs today of like, who's dancing to what? And I know Allison's freestyle. It's like a matchup. It's like a Taylor oh, Swift matchup that. with something else. Mm, that's mm, mashup. Mm. Sometimes some, it can be, sometimes it can be good, but. It's somewhere on the internet. I don't know. It's on the ABC press site. I'll find it. But Have you ever thought about if you were on the show, what music you would do your freestyle to? <laughs> no. I haven't thought about it either, but you know NSYNC would be in there somehow. Oh, yeah, you would, yes. Yours for sure would be uh, NSYNC something. I don't know what mine would be like. I don't know. I'd like to assume I would do something more fast, but like, I don't know. Would I go like the whole other route and do something slower and just like, I don't know. I don't know. Slow freestyles don't usually work. There's been a few, but it's not many. I know Aaron Andrews did one with Max that one year, and it just kind of didn't hit. The one that I'm thinking of that hit is when Melissa and Tony won it in the All-Star season. That They did, like, a slower one, and that definitely worked. You want my hot okay. take on the All-Star season? Sean should have won. No. I disagree she, with that. Sean should have won, and I think I feel like they just didn't want a two-time champ. No, I think they would have done a two-time champ. Sean should have won that season. Agreed she stood on Derek's shoulders and like fell and rolled out of it. No, I know. I oh, I know. I loved that season. That's another thing I missed. They should do another All Star season. I I was literally thinking about that. They haven't done one that was that would have been fall twenty twelve. So it's bad. I loved the All Star season. All Star season is so good. Think about all the people who've been on the show since then. Who oh, man, he's so good. I think Allie Raisman should come back. Justice for Allie. Um there's just so many people. There's so many people who would make so a good all-star season. So many. So many people I just wanna like it's so funny because like technically Zendaya, they haven't done an all-star season since Zendaya, and I'm like, Zendaya should come back, but she's not Zendaya has to come back for that all-star season. Has she would to. never. I mean, if yeah, she did, I think now. everyone yeah, she's way too big for Dancing with Stars now, but like yeah 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 can we start getting some hallmark people on dancing with the stars i would love that who was i just thinking about that i was like dang i really want them on dance for stars i i was literally thinking this like an hour ago and now i can't remember who was Was it a hallmark person no 
I think Hallmark is like, I don't know. What did Trevor, Trevor Donovan on last year? Oh, that's true. Yeah. But like, he's like Hallmark adjacent. I mean, you know, well, yeah. now he's GAC, but still. We don't talk about GAC. Yeah. Which I saw today. Chad Michael Murray has a GAC movie coming out this week. And I was like, like three weeks ago. Remember when we were talking about like, do we do GAC? And I, we were like, no, we're not nope. doing GAC. Nope. And unfortunately, that sucks. It looks good. If they're intolerant, then we're not going to tolerate them. No, we're no, for sure not. No. Um, oh, I see what you're. I found the list of okay. songs. And yeah, that's like a weirdest combination. It's Enchanted and Poppy by Jennifer Lopez, which I've never heard that song, but I don't know that song either. That sounds like a weird. Charity's also doing a mashup of uh, what? Uh, Lose My Breath by Destiny's Child and some uh, Suela. I cannot pronounce that. That's going to be a fast-paced one. So is Ariana. But Ariana's makes sense. What is it? Run the world and level up. I like it. That's like a, that actually is like a combo that makes sense to me. Is there a song out there called Fuck You Tom? Because she should dance to that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of other notes. Uh, Jason's Paso was crazy good. Uh, all of Sochi's dances, just like Sochi, everything. Yeah. Sochi, everything. Ariana sure. was great. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the routine I'm going to replay most from this season, though, it might be Jason and Daniela's Argentine Tango. Oh, I actually think it may be Sochi's. Um, what style did she just do? Was that a waltz? Beanie's waltz that she like just a, did? I think it was a regular waltz. A waltz. Anyway, that. <laughs> that. Yeah. But anyway. Go Sochi. So yeah. Go Sochi. Go Ariana. Yes. Go everyone. Yes, go everyone. But also like hashtag Team Sochi. But yeah, hashtag Team Sochi for team life. Sochi for life yeah yep, yep, yep. so uh, anyway anyway that's about all we've got on the news one chicago will drop something once we oh, drop this was way already. more news than i thought we'd have this week when i started the outline the other day true story true story and we were so close to just a week of good news yeah we were so close if we had recorded like yesterday it would have been all good news oh uh, which reminds me can we record wednesday next week since thursday is you know my birthday yes okay good yes. cool uh yeah so uh yeah if you see any news send it to us chances are we've seen it already but it does help us when you send us stuff so cool yeah, yeah. all right so let's move into these episodes shall we yeah let's do it these are doozies these are doozies i know so we've got will in the dnr on fire, you've got the Vargas thing. And then on PD, it's the Peterson called the ambulance episode. Yes. And what else happens in this episode? Um, It's the Lexi episode. Also, Wendy mm-hmm. is sexting Adam in this episode. What? Yeah. Jay is like getting closer to Rodiger. Rodiger ends up de- like, yeah, so much happens. There's a lot going down this week. In lots, lots, lots. So let's start off with Med and my dear idiot Will. Both Halstead brothers are idiots this week. Oh my God, Will. I was just like, can't with this man. 
I know. I know. Midway through the season, so I'm going to be like, I miss when they were idiots. Come home. Yeah, you can be idiots as long as you're idiots on our screen. Yeah, you can be idiots. Just stay, please. Just stay and be idiots. If you stay, you can do whatever you want. Just stay. You don't even have to be working in the hospital anymore. Just stay. Yeah, just stay. Just stay. Tell you, though, if any more characters relocate to the Pacific Northwest, they're going to have to take these shows and move them to Seattle. True. Or like Portland, Seattle. Yeah. A town halfway between Seattle and Portland. Like, let's relocate there and then just spend the week. How far are Seattle and Portland from each other? So, um, in Fifty Shades of Grey, they make it sound like it's, like, super easy driving distance. Don't ask me why I know that. But <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking it up on a map. Hold on a second. I'm looking, too. Four, well, it's four hours by train. By car, it's... Oh, it's only three hours. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. Let's 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 zoom in here for a, t- a town that's right in the middle. Uh, I don't think there's one that's like right in the middle, but eh. I mean, a bunch of towns I've never heard of, but yeah, yeah, for sure. But anyway, we can just take all three shows and move them to that one halfway Up there. point. Yeah, yeah, so then we can we can check on Casey and Brent and the kids. We can check on Will and Nat. And if Gallo we, were to move there. We're manifesting it. Gallo's moving there. Alive. <laughs> well, yeah, he can't move there if he's dead. I mean, he could haunt there if he's dead. Which is haunt Casey and Brent up in, the, up in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> so bad he won't even stay and haunt Chicago. He's like, peace out, I'm leaving. It's like, I'm gonna go bother Casey. Yeah. I'm gonna go hang with my dad. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah. Sweet little William, our little idiot. Okay, so a patient comes in who has passed out at a coffee shop, and we find out she has end stage lymphoma. And so her husband is power of attorney. He makes it super unbelievably clear within the first like two minutes of the episode that she has a DNR. He literally basically like walks in the hospital and he's like, hi, I'm her husband. She is DNR. You can't make it any clearer unless you like rent a helicopter and fly it over the the, the hospital. Yeah. It is like clear as day. He may as well have it tattooed on his forehead. Uh Yep. And to Manstead, of course, they're just like, never heard of it. Well, heard of to it. the stead part of Manstead. The stead Nat part, was yeah. actually, like, even killed this episode. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. He yeah. actually, I, I, I did not remember. I kind of thought that Natalie was more in on it than she was. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the husband makes it super clear. And yet, Natalie and Will are still like, kind of pushing their ideas on her of like yeah. hey we should do this we should do that and she's like i'm a dnr did you miss that part yeah like what the hell so natalie looks through her history and the only like the only problem i have with this episode is that like i feel like in order to understand why will is doing what he's doing you had to understand why he was projecting but they never made that clear in no. the shows no they kind of go they like literally give like one sentence about his past but then like that's it and then like that's literally all you ever learn about it and it's like okay the only reason i had any sort of context going into this was the article that announced when nick was coming to med because they gave the background on will 
well, I wasn't watching back then, so I don't know. That's but, the only reason I had any idea what was going on here. But not that it makes an excuse. Like, it, it does not make an excuse for what Will did. Mm-mm. But more context would have been appreciated as a viewer. Yes. Because all he's doing in this episode is projecting. Yes, and he throws one line out to Natalie. And then, like, I thought it was weird that she literally doesn't even go back and like be like, hey, so your mom it's literally just like the one line and that's it yeah yeah so nat looks at her history and she points out she's like god he's been through like she's been through hell the last four years and will being will just goes but a dnr did she even think about her family william will william jesus christ yeah no will (sighs) no goodness yeah so then we meet Zoe the Pharma girl. I forgot about Zoe. No, she had already popped up this season. Oh shit, you're right. You're right. You're right. Remember that... they go to like to that dinner and or whatever, and Will like never calls her back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, oh, I'm sorry. And she's and that's why it's like, oh, that's awkward. Yeah. So Zoe comes back and Will never called her back. That's awkward. Awkward. Yeah. Um, there's a pharma trial, but it's closed. So Will's just like, ooh, I got to break some rules. So Zoe works some magic and somehow gets Jennifer into the trial. She's just like, so into Will. She's like, oh, yeah, I'll try. Let me see what I can do. I mean, I can't blame her. I mean, I can, but (laughs) yeah. No, she's just like almost got like Will blinders on. She's like so into him. There's nothing wrong with Will blinders. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... But yeah. Yeah. So Zoe worked magic, got her into the trial, and he basically tells her, and she's less than thrilled. Of course, because like you can't. She wants to not be resuscitated. You can't make it any more clear. Like she could have drawn it on her forehead, and that would have been about it. But otherwise, like, couldn't make it more clear. Well, and literally, Natalie's standing right beside him, and he's like, hey, Nat, like, right? She should do the trial. And Natalie's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you putting me in this position yeah yep and so natalie's like uh, yeah jennifer the woman she's like i know you're trying to help i can't do this anymore and will talks to her nat outside and is like hey thanks for your help in there dude she natalie's just doing the right thing yep she's she's for once she's actually just being a doctor and not breaking any rules yeah and this is where Will throws at the line about Mama Halstead having died of cancer. And Will's just like, if she had access to a drug like this, she might still be alive. And that's it. And it's like, I mean, more context would have been appreciated, but like. Would have been so. great. Like, was she was she a DNR? Like, what? we don't know. Yeah. We have no idea. Nope. So Will continues to overstep because he just can't really tell when to stop. And yeah. he tries to talk to the husband about talking to his wife. This was so fucked up. Oh my god, this is so fucked up. Will is so lucky he didn't get fired for this. Yeah, he came close, but... Oh, he came damn close. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, he doesn't want to give his wife false hope, but he's like, okay, well, I'll try and talk to her. Talk to her. That's it. I will try to talk to her and nothing more. So then, she starts coding, and according to the husband, still did not agree to the to the the trial and so will is trying to convince him to break the dnr and he's like god i don't know i don't want to know like i I don't know what to do i don't know what she would want me to do so will just goes and commits medical battery he's just like fuck it 
And Natalie is, of course, like trying to convince him not to do it. And he doesn't listen. And literally, he even is like, Doris, come over here. Do this. And Doris is like, what the fuck do I do? And she does end up helping him. But it's like, that's so fucked up. So fucked up. So fucked up. Uh, yeah, and so Natalie's like, stop, like, what are you doing? And it works and brings her back. And just, I can't believe this quote here when Nat's like, what have you done? And he goes, she's going to thank me. Welcome. Okay, Homelander. Actually, no. What are you doing? I, I did not remember it being this bad. I mean, we obviously joke about the DNR all the time, but like rewatching it again for the first time in years, I was like, oh my God, I, this is worse than I remember it being. Bad. It's really really bad. bad. It's really, really, really bad. And I don't know how we ever got to the point where we like still liked Will. And he's so smug about it. Like he doesn't, it doesn't even dawn on him how badly he fucked up. No. And like, he still thinks he did the right thing. And it's just like. Insane. So yeah, Will goes back to check on her and she can't speak, but the look on her face. Oh, she's so mad. She's just like so mad. Daggers at him. And even the husband's like, we just want to be left alone for right now. I'm like, I can't even blame the husband because, I mean, he still couldn't have stopped Will. Like, Will was going to do what Will wanted to do. Um, But, like, I mean, you know, the husband's going through all kinds of emotions. And, of course, like, he wants his life to be alive, like, obviously. Mm -hmm. But, like, he wanted to honor her wishes. And that was for her to, you know, not be resuscitated. And so, like, I can't even blame that husband. But I'm just like, he and he wasn't going to stop Will anyway. Will was going to do whatever Will wanted to do. Which is so fucked up. But Goodwin should have fired him right then and there. Mm -hmm. So bad. So bad. So then Goodwin pulls Manstead into her office and here. Did he tell you to resuscitate his wife? Her husband wants her in the trial. He agrees with me. Yes or no? Did he tell you to resuscitate his wife? No. But he wanted me to. And how exactly did you divine that? I couldn't just let her die for no reason. Well, there is a reason. She has a legally binding document ordering you not to do so. And don't I, as her doctor, have a moral responsibility that supersedes that document? No, you do not, and you know that. Miss Goodwin, she was out of her mind from the pain and the illness. She did not understand what this drug could do for her. I did. This is not about you. It's about her and what she wanted. You have put this hospital and yourself in an extremely dangerous position. I hope you understand the gravity of your actions. I was glad that she said she was like, oh, this is not about you. And it was like, but it's like, Will still didn't get it, though. Like, she was trying to work me like, this is dude. And she still didn't get it. He still didn't get it. Like, Will would not be such a monumental pain in her ass if not for this episode. No, this is what started it. Episode 109 Mm -hmm. is the reason we had problems all the way till 822. Frankly, Goodwin is a saint for still employing him. But actually, though. Yeah. Yeah. So then we find out the Bakers are suing the hospital and more specifically, Will. Well, hold on. But Natalie's pissed because Natalie oh, feels yeah. like Natalie feels like she was dismissed by Will. And she's like, she even lays it out on him. She's like, things can't always be on your terms, Will. She's like, I'm tired of this. Oh, you tell yeah. him, Natalie. Yes. You tell his ass. He, he, he does spend season one being an asshole to her. He's such an asshole. And like, I get it. It's like always one of those things where it's like, 
oh, well, if a guy has a crush on a girl and, like, does something stupid, like, pull her pigtails, like, when you're in elementary school, then, like, you know, he likes you. And I'm like, no, no. If he pulls your pigtails when you're in elementary school, get the fuck away from him. Punch him in the face. Yeah. Or probably more likely tell the teacher. But still. That too. Still. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, season one was so bad for Will. So bad. And I forget. I forget every time. Every time. Like I said, yeah. I did not remember how bad this was until I rewatched it. And I was like, oh, this is really bad. Really? Yeah. really bad. Yeah. Like the last time we covered this episode, I was like, man, this is like, this sucks. But this time I'm like, that's fucking egregious. Like, holy shit. It gets worse the more times you watch the episode. Well, especially like I didn't even end up covering this episode with you back when you did it. But like, even then, that was three and a half years ago. God. And I know I haven't seen this episode since. So, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So crazy. It just gets worse as the time goes on. It really does, though. It, it does mm-hmm. not age well for Will. No. Yeah. No. So then we find out the Bakers are suing the hospital and more specifically Will, which like, yeah. 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 That makes sense. But he's not suspended yet. How is he not suspended? Because it's an image thing. The hospital doesn't want to look bad. They were like, we have to, this is already bad enough, but like, we have to keep it somewhat, you know. We're not going to admit to Will's wrongdoing until we have to. You know what sucks, though, is that this whole next season, like, we're just going to be like, no, you can fuck up as long as you stay. (laughs) Like, Yeah, who is going to be the fuck up now that Will's gone? Like, who's good one going to get mad at? the new guy. Who's good one going to get mad at? Maybe it's the new guy. It looks to be Archer, but probably the new guy. It looks to be Archer, though. I feel like I Archer mean, is going to be the mon- the new monumental pain in her ass. But we have to have the residents back, right? Otherwise, like the cast is like five people. The residents have That's to be back. That's what I'm saying. Has anyone po- have they posted? And we like, still, who's DMs can we slide into? We still don't know if we're getting hot helicopter guy back. Right? And that would be the perfect time for him to come back. This would be a great time to drop that casting news. That's what I'm saying. I don't think any of our resident friends have posted. No, Lila hasn't posted, or well, at least an Instagram post since September. Like, what's Devin up to? Devin's been posting strike stuff. Yeah, but the strike's over. No, I know, but... Like, well, I, I yeah, no, I know. It's not, it's over, but it's not over. Yeah, last thing he posted was October 24th on Instagram. And let's see what Connor's up to. Hmm. What's his story? He posted from a gym that's not... Okay, Connor posted from a gym that looks like it potentially could be like a hotel gym. The detective work it has trying done. so hard, trying so hard because <laughs> he says, I have a feeling we're not in Planet Fitness anymore. And Ooh. then the background is like a city background. So I'm headed that way. Hang on. Oh, 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 I think you're right. Do you see what I'm saying? That's like uh, a hotel gym mm-hmm. so, in a skyscraper. That's what I'm saying. In the background is the city. There's snow in the background. Is there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the on the right side, it's tiny. You got to zoom in to see it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I think it is snow. Did they have snow in Chicago? I mean, it's Chicago. Don't they always have snow? I don't know. 
But that's what I'm saying. That looks like a hotel gym. So <laughs> why should it be like he's in LA or something and not like that's not snow? No, that's snow. Like... That's totally snow. <laughs> this is where we're at. I mean, I definitely missed this detective work, but like this is not the kind of detective work I wanted. Yeah. But like, I, I didn't want to do the detective work out of sheer desperation for some stability yeah (laughs) so hopefully that if lila and devin are not posting then it's for you know yeah it's for good reasons but (laughs) the detective (laughs) but you have to come back otherwise the cast is like this big yeah and if they want to drop the news about helicopter guy we're not going to complain about that either that would be great too although even when they give us a name i still want to continue calling him hot helicopter guy like lawyer guy yeah 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 so yeah um so zoe stops by on the way out and you know she's got the will glasses on which like no judgment here no judgment here but she's like you did the right thing that i will judge you for yeah no he did not he did not no the the will glasses no judgment but that remark judgment uh, and yeah. she's like, let's, like, I'll buy you a drink. Let's go. And he goes and he looks he, at like, Nat on his way he, out. Yeah, he, like, looks at Nat and it's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. He's such a dick. This is not Will's best episode. It's really not. This is probably his worst episode. Probably. And he's done some shitty things. Yeah, this is his worst episode, isn't it? And he think about all the things Will's done over the course of eight years. He's done some fucked up shit. I I think I think hacking OR 2.0 like he did last year. I think that was epic. I don't think that was like that didn't even no no. He, I thought that I, was fantastic. Yeah, that was not as bad. I'm thinking just about in general. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Will's done some things, but this is definitely the worst. Well, this and is it's like, way worse than I remember. It's way like, worse than I remember. It's like Cruzumba when somebody says, like, name a comedic storyline from one Chicago. That's the first thing you go to. Name a time Will fucked up. This is the very first thing you think of. But like you said, we this is one of the first things we think of. And we kind of, we joke about it a lot. You know, like, oh, Will DNR. Okay, yeah, we joke about it a lot. But, like, Jesus, it's bad. Mm-hmm. No, it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. Now, every time we joke about it, I'd be like, no, I mean, yeah, we can joke about it, but, like, that's bad. He's, he's, like, he should have faced criminal charges for that. He's lucky he just got sued. I don't remember, though, because it plays out over a couple episodes, and I don't exactly remember, I mean, obviously he got to say, but, like, how these next episodes go. Well, it's pretty much him just bitching about how his malpractice insurance went up because of what he did. Well, duh, it should have. yeah. You're lucky if that's all that happened to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then, of course, like, she dies, like, in a later episode. Yeah. And so I that'll be fun. <laughs> that'll be fun. Yeah. <sighs> then we've got Connor. This is weird, too. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead. So... Connor starts off, he it, he gets a 14-year-old trauma patient, and the kid jumped a fence at a construction site and impaled himself. That's bad So, luck. of course, Connor starts working on him in the room and literally ends up taking a stapler to the kid's heart to try to put a temporary fix on the problem. Because Connor thinks. 
<laughs> um, and so there you go. He's in surgery with Zanetti and Downey comes in. And literally Downey's first comment is like, who butchered him? And Connor's just like, it's me. Hi. Like, I'm the problem, it's me. Yeah, hi. <laughs> um, so Dr. Downey just like immediately takes over and has Connor basically assist him on the surgery. And my first question was like, so Downey could just come in and take over like that? Like he has that much seniority that he could take over from Zanetti like, and she just has to lie down with it? Yeah, I mean, he's he's a god, remember? That's what uh, Ethan said. Right, but, like, I'm talking about, like, he's a god, yes, because he's world-renowned, but, like, hierarchically, I don't know if that's even a word, but you know what I mean? According to the hierarchy, like, in terms of the actual jobs at one at Chicago Med, like, can he just come in and take over like that? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't know if, I it, guess. if a colleague comes in with infinitely more experience, I'm definitely stepping aside. Right, you're stepping aside willingly. Zanetti, he just like, no, I'm doing this now. And Zanetti's like, what the fuck? Like, I'm literally in the middle of doing this surgery. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that would piss me off. But also at the same time, I'd still be like, I guess he gets to do that. Yeah. Like, Zanetti is low-key pissed. Like, she's pissed. Connor's just confused. He's like, okay, I guess I'll help you. But like, what the fuck? (laughs) And yeah. So later on, Connor's back in the UD working or whatever, and Downey calls him back in the OR, this time to assist him during a valve replacement. So, like, an already pre-planned surgery, nothing having to do with trauma, like a pre-planned thing, Downey wants Connor's help on. And Connor's confused at first, and he Downey's like, no, Goodwin gave her approval, like, it's fine, you can come help me. So, Connor goes to Goodwin and asks for more info, since she obviously, of course, proved it, and he's just like, you're fine with it? And she's like, is Dr. Downey? like duh like yeah and but connor's still like something about this whole thing is not sitting right with connor so connor goes to see downey who's smoking in his office in a hawaiian shirt like just the image of that is like iconic already and Mm -hmm. we have this so look i just spoke with miss goodwin Mm -hmm. i am a trauma fellow Right? So if I'm scrubbing in with you, I'm neglecting my other responsibilities. Yeah. Let me tell you why I love what I do. The heart is not just a pump. Magic. couple they're in their car and they're having a terrible fight and in the midst of it they get in an accident the husband's killed and they transplant his heart into another man when the recipient of this heart wakes up he's very troubled as soon as he gets out of the hospital he looks up the donor's wife and he finds himself apologizing that his last words were so angry to her. He wants her to know he loves her. That wasn't this man talking. That was the heart. I like that story. I think I remember it from when I was in eighth grade. Doesn't make it not true. 
Dr. Downey, the thing is, I am really more comfortable in trauma. Comfort is important. Okay. Okay. I'll leave you where you are. Thank you. Given where Connor ends up by the end of his time on med, it's low-key kind of crazy, though, to hear him say he's like, oh, yeah, I'm more comfortable in trauma. Like, because he obviously ends up in the cardiothoracic, like, it's kind of just low-key crazy to hear and be like, yeah, I don't want to do cardio. I want to do trauma. And it's like, who are you? What did the you growth. do with Connor Rhodes? The growth. Yeah. yeah it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, And so as he was leaving the Dr. Downey's office, he runs into Zanetti and, like, talks to her about the situation. So Dr. Downey is a very strange guy. <laughs> now what? He got Goodwin to assign me to him on some kind of ongoing basis. What? Yeah, it's crazy, right? Wait, Dr. Downey asked you to assist him? You? Yeah. The premier cardiac surgeon in the country asks you to assist him and you pass? I'm a trauma surgeon. Unbelievable. What? Now, come on. What, what is so strange about me wanting to do what I was trained to do? In fact, what I was brought here for. That's your excuse? It's not an excuse. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. What? I can't stand cowards. <laughs> That's how you see me? Well, what are you afraid of? That you're not good enough? That you'll fail? Is this your dad thing again? It's disgusting. I kind of appreciated her calling him out, though. I appreciate any time somebody calls out one of the Mad Men on their bullshit. True. Doesn't happen often enough. Yeah. But she's like, no, like, basically, like, you're a coward. Like, you, you need, you know, I, you're, and you're stupid and you're crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. I mean, that's like, that's kind of an honor if, like, the god of cardio, like, basically, yeah. you know, treats you like a Pokemon and is like, I choose you. That's an honor. They don't really, that I can remember, get into this. But do you think that the reason Connor's been hesitant is because of his family stuff? That is like that he feels like he doesn't want to like he doesn't want to be he wants to earn it. He doesn't want to feel like he's just been given it. And because Downey's just like, yeah, come do this. And Goodwin's like, yeah, come do this. He feels like that he doesn't want to because he wants to earn it. Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I'm sure that's not all of it, but I could see that being part of it. I just kind of chalked it up to him just being like, you know, he he just was kind of minding his own business like he always does. And then this guy came out of the blue and was like, hey, work with me. And he was like, no, I'm not that kind of guy. But, but he typically minds that, his own business because he doesn't want to be, he wants to be low key and kind of distanced from the road's name. Exactly. Like, that's the reason why he's so low key. Yeah, that's a good connection. I did not make that connection. Probably. That's probably a great reason. So... Finn thinks take a cold twist and as Connor's literally getting ready to like leave he's done Dr. Downey comes in and he's been in a car accident and not only that we find out that Dr. Downey has liver cancer and he was diagnosed six months ago and basically after he learned it's good one already knew about this and so after he learned about his diagnosis he wanted to find someone to show 
like to show the ropes of cardiothoracic surgery. And he had his set eyes set on Connor. I mean, that's Which an is honor. a high, that's a, yeah, it's a huge compliment. Mm-hmm. But like, you're not even studying cardiothoracic, like at all. It's not even like that's the fellowship you're in. You're in trauma and someone sees something and is so impressed with you that they want to like, no, come to this specialty, like take over for me. Yeah. It's a huge honor. What about um, Colin? Can he make his return to med? That would be great. That would be amazing. He is still alive, so could happen. He's still alive. The shark is broken. Just ended He's on Broadway. Still alive. He's still alive. Yep. He can come back, marry to Nina, and so we get Patty back too. Yes. For a second. Um, they can show up for something, and yeah, perfect. Done. I don't know what, but they can show up for something. Yeah, I mean, the only people left that know him are. <laughs> Goodwin, the OG Dr. Charles, and Maggie, yeah. No, what happened? No, um, I was gonna say something, but that would put them both in danger. So no, we're not doing that. What? I was gonna say they find themselves back in Chicago, and then they end up in the ED, and nope. I them. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> no. Yeah, for something. Not necessarily, just find yourself back in the ED if it's you know if it's not bad circumstances or or we go the other route connor's with robin robin comes back to visit her dad and brings connor happy reasons okay yes great. but that also implies Michaela leaving the rookie for a moment oh true i forget that. that she's on another favorite show yeah that's wild like i came across an old clip the other day of like that episode when uh the scammers try to make connor think that robin got kidnapped and mm-hmm. like she comes in and she's like, I'm okay, I'm okay. And I'm like, I cannot believe that that's the same person. Like that, that is Nyla Harper on ABC. Like, yeah, that doesn't compute. That doesn't, but, um, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll keep thinking, but yeah, he can come back. He can come back. I would love that. <laughs> I just, I just need more Colin Donald in my life at all times. Yeah, one of the, I don't, Colin singing came up on my, like, Apple Music as I was listening to it on Shuffle today, and I was like, yeah, we're gonna, like, we're gonna listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. We're listen to this. Um, yeah, so Connor ends up accepting, and he's gonna start working with Dr. Downey. Yep. So, yeah. That is where it begins. This begins, and that takes us through till the end. Of season one. One, yep. Down he yep, does. Yep. So then we've got Ethan and Dr. Charles. We've got them working together this week. I miss Ethan too. I miss I, everybody. I know. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the, the the patient's name is Olivia Gray. She's a math professor and they find her unconscious in her office. We find out she's in kidney failure. They transfer her to the ICU for dialysis, all that stuff. So then Dr. Charles gets paged because we find out she's having a psychotic episode. Uh, She's got bipolar disorder. She was diagnosed at 18. There's a whole history there. Um, On a side note, Ethan has made a lot of progress in terms of psychiatry. So we, we, when we start the episode, he's like wailing on a punching bag. So like something's going on, but then, yeah. And and here he's just kind of like, He's always been a little hesitant towards like the mental health problems, but he's a little bit more open to it in this episode. And so he just mentions to Dr. Charles, he's like, this is more than a medical issue. She's unstable. And Dr. Charles corrects him and is like, no, this is entirely a medical issue. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So 
Olivia was on lithium, but then when Ethan put her on dialysis, it cleared the medication from her system. And that's what triggered the manic state. So crazy, crazy. Yeah. Science, man. Science is crazy. But yeah, so Olivia's feeling better and Ethan doesn't really understand. He wants to know how it happened. And so Dr. Charles and Olivia decided that the best option was to continue with lithium and so Ethan disapproves and he suggests that she needs to cope with the condition. Amazing turnaround. What did you replace the lithium with? Lithium. Excuse me. Well, Olivia and I talked and decided that for now, it's the best course of treatment. But she can't tolerate it. It's destroying her kidneys. Yeah, but that's a trade-off that she's willing to make. She can't be who she wants to be or live the life she wants to live without lithium. Here's a novel idea. How about she learns to cope with her condition? Cope? He learns to control it. Buck up. People can do that. Dr. Choi, you saw what a full-blown manic episode looks like for her. And how much of that is self-indulgence? I'm just saying, I don't think her dependence on this destructive drug is the answer. Huh. This is so cringy. Ethan! I can't believe that came out of Ethan's mouth. I hate when he gets like that. Beginning... Early seasons, Ethan had a early seasons. Ethan had a lot of growing to do. Yeah, and this is example number one thousand one, and we're only in episode nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was that when he said that, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe he just said that. Bad. No. I also feel like that's very twenty. What you? This would have been twenty. 15 2016 by nine 15. by the time nine aired 15. by the time nine aired though it may be 16 yeah maybe. maybe um i feel like that just feels very 2015 2016 yeah like i feel like you could have gotten away with that line in 2015 2016 and now if this was 2023 no way mm-hmm. yep yeah so at the end of the episode, Ethan comes into Dr. Charles's office and tells him all about the nightmares that he's been having related to his past in Afghanistan. Afghanistan. A field hospital, Helmand province. We've been up 48 hours straight treating casualties. Uh-huh. This woman came in. She'd walked from a village 10 miles away, had her daughter in her arms, a three-year-old. Little girl didn't have a scratch on her. Looked like she was sleeping, a sleeping angel. But she was dead. A blast wave from a mortar round burst her lungs. can't stop seeing her. I try to cope, but I can't sleep. I have nightmares. (laughs) Can't stop seeing her. Glad you stopped by. 
I'm just like, yay, backstory, boo, nightmares, yay, backstory, <laughs> boo, nightmares. Like, I'm just like, yes, give me all the backstory. Yeah. Give yep. me all the backstory. It took Ethan a long time to come around, but he eventually did, you know, to, to mental illness and realizing that it's, you know, a lot yeah. more than he Like did. I said, I feel like that, though, was very 2015, 2016, mm-hmm. just in general, that whole storyline. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So then we've got Dr. Reese and Mr. Brennan. So Reese is making a lot of progress in the ED. She's assisting Connor with the patient, you know, going well. Things are going well for her. And then she hel- after she helps them, Maggie tells the nurses that there's a PMP. It's pedig. I'm not going to. Pedilic pediculosis oh yeah and they're not even trying that not even trying that basically lice infestant like infestation and so of course the nurses are like no reese you need to learn how to do this like it's it, it's all yours new behaving yeah so april explains the procedure it's basically you gown up strip him scr- strip the patient scrub him through times and then per- put this like cream stuff literally like all over his body every inch of his body so we find out that Mr. Brennan is a homeless man. He doesn't like shelters. He hasn't showered since last summer. So like makes sense. I don't know how we ended up here. And so once they do the whole procedure, Reese brings him some new clothes. And Mr. Brennan asks her, he's like, can you know, I just lie here for a few more minutes. And she's like, yeah. And before you go, though, can you fill out this patient satisfaction form? Because that's something they're now requiring them to do is you have to ask patients to fill out this form. So after a while, Maggie's like, Reese, I need the bed. Like, get Mr. Brennan out of here. And so he goes, she goes to check on him, and he's passed away. Poor and Sarah. of course, she's now freaking out and, you know, doesn't understand what happened. And Maggie's like, no, like, this, we see it quite a lot. Like, sometimes they just want to come, you know, when they sense that they're close to the end, they just want a clean place, you know, clean bed to die in, which is like very sad to think about. Mm. Um, and April ends up bringing patient the or Sarah the patient satisfaction survey that he filled out, and he gives her like a perfect score with a cute note about like how she's a great doctor and yeah. Sarah, I know it hurts. It does hurt, but at least she didn't ignore DNR like Will did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm-mm. I mean. I know. William. Oh, William. My favorite little idiot. Yeah. I really hope the premiere starts with like some sort of a side note and being like, did you see the pictures from Nat and Will's wedding? Oh my God, it was so cute. Like some throwaway line like that. I would love that. You think they got married that fast? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't think Mm -hmm. they wasted any time. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Do you think they have, like, do you think Nat has another kid? Like, do they have a kid together? You mean eventually? Eventually. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, to be honest. How old are Will and Natalie? That's the question. That's a real question. If 
uh, I would say probably like 38, 40. Cause that's, I, I think, I think Tori's older than Nick and Nick is only like a year older than me. So I think it's like probably that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Any other notes on mid? No. So then we move into fire. I forgot. Not only is this the Vargas episode, but we meet Renee here too. Yeah. I, I literally forgot about that. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So we'll start off with Severide on this one. And so we start the episode at, at the loft. And at the end of last week's episode, Severide hooked up with one of Shay's friends after getting permission from her. We all like specify that. Yeah. Yeah. But this is basically the morning after. And so Corinne comes down the stairs and, you know, Sev comes down after her and, you know, Sev runs into Shay and he's like eating his like bachelor cereal or whatever. And I love the way he just looks at her and is like, by the way, she's not 100% lesbian. With his like mouthful of food. It's just like, yeah. Oh my goodness. Very, very funny. So Bowden lets him have it after this call, which like more about that in a minute. But Bowden lets him have it. It's probably like the worst Bowden like chewing out we've ever seen. Up uh, until this point. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't think it's been that bad since. <laughs> but Sev goes to the locker room after getting chewed out by Bowden and he takes more pills. And so they talk to Vargas after. Again, more about that later. And Casey confronts Severide about his neck and Sev gets like super defensive. He's just like, you think everybody hasn't noticed about your shoulder? He's like, it's my neck. I'm like, no, isn't it your spine? Yeah. But the spine starts at the top, you know, like your neck. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, and so Casey just says, he's like, look, it's your business, but if it's an issue for you, it's an issue for all of us. True. Very true. Yeah. So then Squad responds to a car crash with an electric pole. Enter Renee. Oh, oh Renee. I know. Oh, it's Renee. been a perfectly fine meet cute had she not turned out to do the shit she did. Mm-hmm. And then remember when she comes back? Yes. Uh. I want to say that was like at the beginning of the podcast. We were like, oh my God, she's coming back. That's we something like that never needed to happen. No, we did not need that. Just to make Stella jealous. We did not need that. No, not necessary. Not necessary. So yeah, Squad responds to a car crash with an electric pole. And again, by itself with this one scene, it was a perfect meet cute. Because like, she's in the car. She's like, I'm fine. An animal jumped out. I'm not hurt. I just know that I should stay in the car. And Steph's like, no, you're right about that. And so they move the power line. They get her out. And we find out that, again, it's Renee. Mm -hmm. So Later on, she stops by to say thank you, and she, like, brings a box of, cho box of chocolates or whatever, and she goes straight for the kill and asks him out, which, like, more power to you. Yeah. Like, she doesn't even, like, try to, like, dance around it. She's like, so, can I buy you dinner? Or yeah. lunch? Coffee? Whatever it was. Like, yeah. Shout out. That's ballsy. But he denies her. Very nicely. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, Squad is just watching on as this is happening and just, you know, waiting to just, like, dunk on him. So later on, Shay sees Shay sees him. That's a tongue twister. Shay sees Sev. Yeah, that's a tongue twister. Yeah. So Shay sees him in a good mood and immediately jumps to the conclusion that he's on something. Shay. Yeah. yeah. And he's pissed about that, so he lets her have it. Which, like, but also you can't blame her, you know. Uh, 
But she tells him that Renee is waiting for him on the apron again. And she's persistent and asks him out again. And he agrees. She's like, it's been 30 minutes and I still like you. And it's like, 30 minutes, girl. Girl who knows what she wants. I can't fault that. No, I know. And I mean, it's Severide, but still. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh, And so towards the end, Sev sees Vargas still at the firehouse at the end of shift and invites him to dinner instead. Um, And, you know, once Vargas leaves, Sev is just like, I'm sorry. Like, thanks for letting me do that. And she goes right in for the kiss. And she's just like, you're a good man. Which, like, we all knew that. (laughs) We know. We know that. Yeah. Even during his days of the circle, he was still a deep good man deep down. He's always been a good guy. Just, you know. A playboy. A playboy. But yes. Yes. Yeah. So then let's give you more context on this whole Vargas thing. Because that that goes down here as well. Go ahead. Yeah. So it's kind of Bowden and Vargas all tied into one. So basically the episode starts. 51 shows up to a scene where some sort of warehouse get, catches on fire from the dumpster out in the back. And so, of course, it's got a bunch of tanks inside that can explode at any second because mm-hmm. that's always how these things go. There's no such thing as a regular fire in Chicago. Never. Nope. Never. Um, So they spot Ernie, you know, the kid from last week, two weeks ago, whatever it was, um, the firebug, potential firebug. Um, on the scene, but nobody does anything at that point. You know, they're still working on getting the fire out. And as they're working on getting the fires out, Bowden sends Sev and Vargas to go vent the roof. And as they're, of course, doing it, all of a sudden, all this smoke and chemicals starts coming up through where they just vented. And Vargas ends up inhaling a bunch of the hazardous chemicals. Um, yeah. And so he ends up getting taken away to the hospital. And as soon as he does... Severide decides he's going to go confront Ernie and, you know, starts yelling at him and Bowden pulls him away. And that's where Bowden chews Severide out that we were just talking about. But um, Vargas ends up being released from the hospital, but he's not out of the woods um, just because he's stable. He's still, I mean, he inhaled like magnesium and like, I mean, like a bunch of really terrible stuff. And it like, so it, it not burned his lungs. Yeah, he is not out of the woods by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but once they get back to 51, Bowden calls Kelly into his office and, like, really lets him have it. Door. If you ever talk to me like that in front of men again, you will see a side of me that you won't forget. All due respect, I've got to protect my men. And I am doing what? Walking around with my thumb on my ass? He is a firebug. Plain as day. I am taking care of this. Do you understand me? Step back. Yeah, this is bad. bad. <laughs> it's real bad. It's Kelly so bad. fucked up. Yeah, the question. I mean, I get, you know, but to Kelly, it seems like Bowden's doing nothing. And, like, I can kind of see that perspective. But, like, even back in the early days, Bowden was still Papa Bear Bowden. Like, you don't mess with him and his firehouse. Like... I would never even dream of talking to any boss the way that Kelly talked about that no. moment. My dad's my own boss, and I still wouldn't talk to him like that. No, no way. Like, no I, way. I, I've heard people like like when when my well my now former boss's boss, but like I would like I would hear people talk to him sometimes, and in my head just be like, "Oh, you got a death wish." Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I said, my dad's my boss, and I would never talk to him like that. No way. No. No way. No. 
So Bowden goes to visit Ernie at home because, you know, Ernie was supposed to show up at. No, Ernie tries to slam the door in his face. But of course, Bowden walks right in and he's just like, it's not my fault. And so Bowden's like trying to egg him on like, OK, well, you know, whose is it? It's it's OK if it's not your fault. Just like tell me. And um, basically tells him to like show up at the firehouse because he gets called to go do something or whatever. And Bowden's like, well, just show up, like, just show up and it'll be okay. Like, you know, nothing's going to happen. Just like show up. So back at the firehouse, Fargus comes back to the firehouse for a visit. And like, it's kind of awkward because like nobody really knows how to act around him, you know, really act around him because like they're all still living their lives. Fargus is kind of in this weird limbo of like, he's not on duty, but he's still a firefighter at this point. Like, it's just, it's weird. Well, it's weird how they, like, let him go, too. They're just kind of like, so you're here for shift, but guess what? You're never going to fight again. Bye. Like, it's all really Well, I'm not there yet, but yeah. But, um, so we get to see our first Connie appearance, which is very exciting. Assuming she's not in the pilot because we didn't rewatch the pilot this time around. But she in a, I, I feel like she was in, like, episode two or something. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that was her first appearance. I'd have to go look at I didn't IMDB it to be sure, but I'm pretty sure that's the first time we see her. Hmm. Um, and like I said, unless she's in the pilot, because I did not catch that. But he call she calls him into Bowden's office so that the CFD doctor, like the official doctor for the CFD, basically tells Casey Savright and Bowden that, like you said, Vargas is never gonna be a firefighter again. Like ever. Oh. Which is really sad. Um and so I was, I, this moment though, when Bowden's like, well, I'll tell him. And Casey and Severide are like, no, like he's worked under both of us. Like we should be the ones to tell him. That moment I was like, okay, those are my people. Those are my boys. Like yeah. I'm so proud of them and their leadership. I was like, no, that's the right move. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so they tell him. So that's it. I'm sorry, Vargas. Could happen to any of us. I'd be glad it didn't happen to you. Hey, you're getting paid. Three quarters salary. Yeah. It's not what anybody wants, but any of us would take that deal. How about you, Kelly? Would you would you take that deal? Uh, they're not offering a choice. You still doing landscaping? Yeah, whenever my buddy needs another guy. Take the 75%, start your own business. Or go ride Harleys with your brother like you talked about. He moved to Albuquerque. You and me should both be taking 75%. Oh my God. Like literally the whole time they're having this conversation and like the look on Vargas's face like kills me. It's yeah. so sad. It's so sad. For sure, for sure. And especially when he's just like, you know, because obviously they're like, you know, it's going to be like 75% salary and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, will you guys take it? And like, they can't answer because like, obviously they don't have to make that choice right now. Like the, whether or not they would take it. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, oh man, it just hurts. Hurts a lot. Yeah. And and just, uh, they're both so concerned for like his livelihood going forward. How they're like, take the pay, start a business, do this, like. Do all the things you ever wanted to do. Like, Yeah. Yeah. But um, anyway, also, I was wrong. It was not Connie's first appearance. She's apparently in the last two episodes, which I don't remember her 
in the last two episodes. But I digress. So, uh, anyway, so Vargas packs up his locker and Mills comes in and finds him and like starts asking about squad. And like Mills isn't even trying to ask him from like a perspective of like, I want to take your spot. He's just like asking him. And Vargas is like, no, no, no. Like, he's like, when you get your opportunity, grab it. Like, it's not easy. Um, you know what so killed true. me about that moment is how Mills is like, how long did it take you to get from truck to squad? And he's like 16 years and it was gone in five weeks. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh. It's so, this whole thing is so sad. It's so it's sad. heartbreaking. And like when he walks out of the locker room and like everyone's right there on the apron floor, like it's mm-hmm. so sad. Yeah. It's so sad. And like Otis hands him the helmet, his helmet that they all signed. And it's just, oh my God, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. And we didn't even know Vargas that well. Like, we were only nine episodes in, and, like, I can't imagine watching this live, because I would have been like, but he's, so, like, we we just got to know him. Yeah, and I think I think that's why my memory of this, like, I just remember this happening so much earlier than episode nine, just because I was, like, and, and that was a weird thing. And so I think when, back when Derek used to do his weekly Q&As, uh, I somehow got the question in, and I don't remember how, but... Yeah, he he just kind of answered that. Like the actor who played Vargas, he's he's based in LA, and so he just wanted to go back and didn't want to stay in Chicago. So um, I actually remember our very first Q and A we ever did with Derek. Like was when we that did the when pilot. we got the question in? So we did the pilot, and I actually went back and pulled Derek's exact question. Oh my so gosh. we at our question was to Derek was was Vargas always intended to only be around in like two to three episodes? Because again, we thought he was only around for like two or three episodes. And Derek's answer was, I think we would have had Vargas around longer. I think he's in the first seven, but our budget was tight, and he was an actor we had to fly in from LA was a very difficult decision to let Mo go he's terrific oh okay that's when we asked it yeah got it when we asked Derek all those questions about the pilot yes that's right and then Derek was nice enough to let us ask him questions yeah a couple times but yeah so long ago Um, anyway so I did have that in the outline because I did remember us asking that so I love that wait I didn't even see that I'm sorry it's at the bottom at the very end but um the section but yeah so anyway uh yes so Bowden goes to i can't i think he's like some sort of cfd brass investigator whatever this guy is <laughs> someone who's higher up in a different department than him and tells him about like ernie in the situation and Bowden's just like someday he's gonna kill somebody like we've got to do something now because i don't have a good feeling about this so as this is happening the next shift, Vargas comes back to the firehouse because he just can't stay away. He's like, that's what he loves to do. And like, he can't be there, you know, per- it's, it sucks. It's really sad. Well, and the boredom must be killing him. Well, yeah, not even just beyond that. Just like, that's what he wants to be doing. And it was all of a sudden ripped from him. He didn't decide that that's not what he wanted to do anymore. But like, yeah. Yeah. So later on, Bowden gets called to the scene of yet another fire that's not being fought by 51. But anyway, it matches, of course, the same patterns of Ernie's fires. And of course, and Bowden sees Bowden like, or Bowden sees Ernie like on his bike in the distance. And so Bowden finds out from his friend, um, the brass guy or whatever his name was, um, 
he calls Bowden and tells him that Ernie's SSI checks are going somewhere other than his grandma's house. So, Bowden goes to that address and he finds Ernie's there. And he also finds Ernie's uncle, quote unquote, his uncle. And it's like very obvious to us as viewers and to Bowden that this guy is making Ernie do the fires, like like the fires and start them. Yeah. Um, and he just seems like a really not great guy. Um, so Ernie escapes out the back and Bowden tries to go after him, but he loses him. Um, and so of course then Bowden's on a mission now to figure out who the uncle is. And of course, he's someone who just got done serving eight years at Statesville for felony arson. As one does. As it happens, of course it does. And then to take kind of a little bit of a plot twist, Casey and Sev get calls from Vargas and he's about to commit suicide. Mm, my God. So sad. Remember the Homewood fire? We lost a house and Vargas saves the family photo album. Here's the thing. I never told you. The mom thanked me after it was all over. You know what she said? She said, the house was made out of wood, but the home was made out of the people in that book. Firehouse 51 is made out of you and me, Severide, and every firefighter that passes through those gates. Nothing can take that away from you. always gonna be your house yeah and when you know they say you know it's like 51 is always gonna be your house like the whole time i was just like oh my god i forgot about this yeah. i did not remember that part happening i did I not remember like, that part i'm gonna remember that like that sound bite every time somebody leaves and just be like 51 is your house like you me yeah, all of us always... we make up 51 yeah mm. i know it's a heartbreaker yeah, but, and then I feel like I vaguely remember Vargas getting mentioned, like, one other time. Since we've been doing the podcast, I feel like I remember him getting mentioned in one of those seasons, but otherwise, you never hear from him ever again. Nope. Like, this happens, and then he's gone. Yep. And that Pretty was it. much. Yeah. Yeah. We're Vargas. I know. The cool thing here is that we get to pivot into Darcy. Oh, man. The this beginnings is, of Darcy. This is some Slowly. Epic, epic early Darcy. Slowly. It's happening. It's good. Yeah. So Shay, being the epic wing woman that she is, she mentions to Casey, she's like, hey, like Dawson's landlord sucks. Her window's leaking. And like, she doesn't want to bother you. So she wasn't going to ask for any favors. And so Casey's like, I'll talk to her. And so Casey goes to Dawson and is like, you should have told me about your window. And he's like, I can replace that for you. And she's like, I don't like asking favors. And he goes, good thing you didn't ask. Oh. And the little Dawson smirk. Yes. Look, Matt Casey did not have any game whatsoever. But like the times he did have game were so good. He had game. Game. He didn't have game always. But when he did, he had game. He had game. Yeah. When he did, it was good. It was really good. So 
yeah, Dawson finds him after a call and it's like, hey, hypothetically, if your friend was coming over to fix a window, would he rather have, you know, my famous cooking or like a six pack of his own beer? And again, Matt with the game, he's like, well, your friend can bring his own beer, but like your friend probably can't even say whatever that dish is you were about to make. Mm-hmm. So cute. Oh and then God. she turns around and he smirks. Just, oh, Dossie. When they were good, they were good. When they were good, they were good. They when were they were so bad, they were bad. Really bad, yeah. So then Casey comes over to fix the window. What is with the mood music that she's playing? She's playing this like soft jazz that's like, because she thinks it's a date. She's like, made it into a date. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's like mood music playing. And then he sees this board by her kitchen. And she basically points out her nieces and nephews, which like <laughs> does not add up at all. She's like, <laughs> oh, this is my niece, Maria. And then she's like, and that's Antonio San Diego. Okay, we got that one. And then she's like, and that's Freddie and Carla. And I'm like, and where's Ava? And who are Maria, Freddie, and Carla? I did not think you had other siblings. Like, who are these kids? This confirms what I've always known. I knew there was another Dawson sibling. There's at least one. But they never mention them. Never once. And I, I actually got that in on a Q&A once with Derek. And I asked him if there's more than one Dawson sibling. And he's like, no, it's just the two of them. And in my head, I was like, lies. Lies. There's more than one. I'm like, who wrote this episode? Because that would tell us who decided there was another Dawson sibling out there Let's in my see. mind in my mind they were always a family of five kids really? yeah and in, in my head it was always Gabby Antonio and three other siblings wow well that would make sense for this but let's see who wrote this episode I don't even I've never heard of this writer in my entire life Hilly Hicks Jr. I feel like I know that name. Well, he's got a Wikipedia page, so let's see. What is he written on? Like something I something I know and watch like a lot, I think. He's written some plays. Uh, Army Wives? No, never watched that. But anyway. Was a producer on Jessica Jones. I digress. But anyway, I thought it was going to be like Derek and then Derek had been like, answered you wrong. And it's like, oh, well, Derek, you wrote it. But anyway, it was not Derek. Oh, so. maybe I'm wrong then. Yeah, there's no credits on here that I would recognize. But anyway, it is interesting. So that was the first thing. She's like, this is my niece, Maria. And I'm like, niece? I'm like, from what sibling? When we don't know. Yeah. Because there's more than one Dawson sibling. I knew it. Mm-hmm. they just never mention it again uh, literally never yeah so Casey's only slightly jealous about seeing the picture of Gabby and Mills on the board only slightly. slightly only slightly and by slightly I mean it's so so awkward he's like let's take a picture for your wall of fame yeah it's so awkward and, and she's like, of course like okay so so awkward like super awkward selfie when they're just like they got the phone they're like awkward smile like mm. Yeah, there was no um from facing camera back then. Oh my god, you're right. Right? 2012, there wouldn't have been front facing so. camera. When did I... the front facing camera? I think you're right. Mm, that was all. Mm, let's see. A little history of the smartphone's camera. I'm just trying to confirm what I think is 
Right. No, I think you're absolutely right. iPhone 4. And when did iPhone 4 come out? I don't know. Who knows? But either way, it was very early on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And so they they take the awkward selfie and then they have an almost kiss. Like they're, they're just like staring at each other. And mm-hmm. the damn phone rings. Oh, uh, well, I guess it, I just read Steve Jobs introduced the iPhone 4 in 2010. Oh, so maybe there was a front facing camera. But he didn't use it, which is more awkward then. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it was actually started in 2003 from some Sony phone, but it became more popular with the iPhone 4 in 2010. Thanks for a little dose of phone history in this episode. Yeah, but anyway, it's even more awkward than if the front facing camera did exist and he was like, let me take a selfie like this. And it's like, that's not how you take a selfie, bro. <laughs> you don't know, but that's not how. Anyway. So then we've got Cruz, and that's actually. Well, no, you is- forget the kiss. No, I, I talked about the kiss. But we can talk about it again. No, but then he gets interrupted in Casey getting a call. They don't actually kiss. No, they don't actually kiss. They stare at each other and it's great. And then the phone rings and interrupts them. Yeah. And then they don't kiss for another whole season. True. Very true. Literally. Literally almost an entire full, like, full circle yeah, season. Yeah, because isn't it 208? Eight. Yeah. No. Crazy. So crazy. Oh, baby Dossie. And then they're going to explode in the next, like, two episodes. And then we're going to get Dot or Milson. And then, yeah. Nothing exploding, please. Everything needs no exploding. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but I don't want to go back there either. Uh, does not work out. Does we'll not just leave it at that. Were you about to say if they get crushed under a movie theater? Because that would have been a bad choice of words. No, too. I was going to say, like, uh, it was a boat sinking or something, and then I was thinking about like season nine, and I was like, no, nope, no, nope. can't do that one either. Nope, nope. Oh god. <laughs> anyway, last up we have Cruz. Brian, go take it away, please. Yes. So after they finish the elevator call, which is not really that important, but whatever, Cruz gets a call from Leon in jail, and I think it's funny because Cruz is literally like you know it's one of the things like do you want to accept the charges and cruz is like yeah and then cruz is like leon you better not be calling me from where you think i am dude you just accepted the charges of course you know where he's where calling else do you from. think he's calling you from yeah i was like where else do you think he's calling you from um anyway so cruz is like ask casey of course that if he can like take some time to go bail him out and um casey's like yeah sure like drop us off back in the house and like go do what you gotta do and Cruz is like, are you sure? And Casey's like, are you sure? <laughs> and Cruz is just like, he's family. Yeah. At the end of the day, he's family. So Cruz goes and bails Leon out and tells him that he's moving in with him. And this is how it goes. You're moving in with me. Yo, whatever. Whatever? How about thanks for saving my ass? We weren't raised like this. You're turning your back on your familia. Yo, I got a different family now. The hell is the matter with you? Look at where we are! I can't keep chasing after you your whole life, cleaning up your mess. Yo, then don't. You want to die in a gang? Like Moco, like Ruiz? You can literally see the scared look on Leon's face, even though he doesn't want to admit it. Like, he wants to prove, he wants to think that he's, like, 
badder than he thinks he is but mm-hmm. like you can tell that he's just he's scared and that yeah. he doesn't want to be in this position yep so Cruz sees that though and he stops at a restaurant later and goes to see Flacco oh yep oh Flacco um he asked to get Leon out of the crew or out of the gang but Flacco's like yeah I've put a lot of time in him. I'll do it for 10K. And Cruz is like, fuck that. I don't have that. Mm-mm. And he's pissed. He walks away. He He's not giving up yet, but he walks away. And Cruz just says, he's like, if we're having the same conversation a year from now, he's all yours. Crazy. Yeah. So this part of the episode ends if um, Cruz smoking a cigar after shift at home and he sees a car roll up and just drop off a bloody beaten up Leon. And he basically got beat up because Cruz tried to talk to Flacco and get Leon out of the gang. So, of course, now they're trying to get him more, you know, initiated. And it's just, yeah. Killed a guy in season one. Yep. And we're getting ready to cover that because that's like the next two episodes. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. We, we literally always never talk about it. Does that like that's gonna haunt him till this day though? It has to. Oh yeah, for sure. That's a question. But it literally never gets. Him. It never gets uh talked about like ever. Yeah. Ever. We never talk about it. No. Honestly, because sometimes I forget. I'm like, oh yeah, Flacco, and then I'm just like, oh yeah, <laughs> Joe killed a guy. <laughs> like oh yeah. But kind of honestly, that's what happens though. Yeah. Yeah, because he tries to confess it to Casey, and Casey is like, if you're about to say what I think you're going to say, like, shut up. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Season one was wild. What a wild time. It was. It really was. It really was. Any other notes on this episode of Fire? No, it's a sad one. The it whole is Vargas a sad thing, one. The whole Vargas one. And I think now that we keep watching the Ernie stuff, remember when I told you I think that Ernie gets killed? I'm pretty sure that's what happens. Really? I'm pretty sure that's what happens. By the uncle? I don't remember anything about the Ernie story. I remember vaguely. I think he gets killed. Huh. Okay. I think. I'm pretty sure he does. We shall see. We shall. We shall see for sure. Yeah. Man. All right. It's PD time. Let's stretch it. Mm Mm-hmm. The old episodes, though, like, they're doozies, but, like, not in a bad way. It's, like, it's, like, this is no. when Katie was fun. Well, it's also, like, oh, we've come so far. Yeah, yeah, we've come so far. But, like, this is when PD was, like, crazy and chaotic in a really fun way, where you were just, like, I love this. This is awesome. Yeah. And now it's just, like, oh, my God, why are we tormenting this person again? Mm-hmm. But, Yeah. So let's start off with the whole Voight getting arrested thing. There's a lot of moving parts in this episode because at the end of last week, remember, we arrested Maurice, but we also arrested arrested Voight too. Mm-hmm. Not part of the plan. So Voight is pissed. I don't know if he's in the ivory tower or what, but he's he's pissed. And so IA guy comes in. I can't remember his name. He's just the guy from Yellowstone for me. Uh, his character name on that show is Ryan, but... I don't know what his name is here. So he is so smug about it too. Like he walks in, he's like, oh, we kept the bracelets on you. Like, sorry, my bad. Oops. And yeah, he's super smug about it when really like he did nothing. 
He just sat back and watched while Voight got arrested. So they got Maurice, which was the goal, but all they got him on was bribery. Yeah. When, like, they could have gotten him on something a lot bigger. And so, you know, the two of them are going back and forth, whatever. But the dialogue in this scene is so charged because Hank is just like, okay, well, I get it. Like, you're in your position now. You'll be here until the tide washes you out. Great, whatever. And then IA guy gives this whole analogy about how his doctor just put him on a heart-healthy diet. And he's like, you need to think of it like the diet. Like, we're stuck together for life. And Hank just goes, well, what if you die first? Awkward pause of the Mm -hmm. heart-healthy diet. Wouldn't put us past the man. No, me neither. Me neither. Yeah. So we cut to this Adam and Al scene, and there's about three different things that are fantastic about this scene. It's so good. It is so good. But a pattern you notice in this episode is that all of the youngsters and the newbies, they're all asking questions. They're like, what the fuck? Boy got arrested last night. Like, what the fuck? And all the old timers are just like, forget it. Don't even, like, nothing happened. Just don't even pay attention. And you see that here in the scene with Adam and Al. So anything we should take away from our sergeant being arrested last night? No, it was a misunderstanding. He was put in cuffs for a misunderstanding? They released him. It was a mistake. Just finish the report. I get that they're trying to protect them, but, like, answer the question. Right. All they asked is, why did he get arrested? They deserve They answers. didn't even say, like, should our jobs be worried? Like, they literally just said, why did he get arrested? Yeah. yeah. I don't feel like that's a crazy ass question. It's really not though. No. Yeah. No. So Bergewater asks out of concern too, and their reason's pretty cute. They're talking to Platt and they're like, is that could could they take intelligence away from him? Because like he likes us. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that's our only way to move up. Yeah. Little babies. And Platt's just like, get out. Just leave. Please get away. Yeah. And so there's more about this with other people asking about the case, but it's more so in like the actual case portion. So we get into the actual case itself and Bergewater gets called to a shooting and they immediately recognize the witness. And this is the first time we meet Lexi Alinsky. May she rest in peace. Oh, Lexi. When you think about it, killing her the way they did was one of the cruelest things the show has ever done. Mm-hmm. They burnt her alive. Yep cruel just yeah not and they killed al the next season yep but also what about is it meredith is that um al's ex-wife's name like uh-huh. what is she doing nowadays is she okay well and what about the other daughter that nobody likes to bring up oh oh michelle yes i forgot about her just until this very minute <laughs> i mean yeah because it's not like meredith didn't want to take her in Right, right. So did Michelle's mom ever get out of jail? I don't know. Did Michelle ever turn her life around? I don't know. It's a good thing she didn't turn her life around on the show because then they just would have killed her too. No. Yeah. We didn't need another daughter killed. No. Another child killed in general. Yeah. Did not do that. Antonio's so lucky he got both his kids back. Yeah. A couple times. Yeah. A couple times yeah and he uh took them wherever he took them Mm -hmm. yep 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 so yeah so that's another headline i would take john Seda returns for season 11 premiere i would take that hey la brea is getting ready is done so only six episodes and then they're done so like john's gonna have some time oh 
I'm sad for him about that, but like, ew, not the show's not good. Look, Labrea's lucky and got more than one season. Let's be real. It got three <laughs> somehow. Somehow. Because that is a ridiculous premise. Let's be real. Good for John. Good for Owen. Yes. Good for all the people we like on that show. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they recognize Lexi. They take her back to the district. And I love the way everybody just like immediately takes care of her because like they know who she is. And so like Bridgewater takes care of her. And then Aaron's like holding her hand when they get to the district. And like, mm-hmm. you know, even Hank is like super gentle with her when she's just like, hi, Uncle Hank. Yeah. That's really sweet. So cute. So cute. Yeah. Um, Aaron also picks the absolute worst time to ask about Boyd getting pinched, which is when So he's- bad. Read so- the room, girlfriend. Read the room. I mean, I get that you want to know because like we obviously want to know too, but like read the room. Read the yeah. Room. In like one breath, she's like, Lexi's fine. By the way, why did you get arrested? Aaron. No. Yeah. No. So we find out pretty quickly it was a gang shooting because Lexi's friend, like we didn't know Lexi's friend was in a gang, but he was. And so the name of the game very quickly becomes like the objective of the episode is keep Lexi from testifying. That's the whole objective. By any means possible. Yeah. Yeah. Literally any means possible. And so Al is just having a dad moment, right? His approach to this is not very gentle at all. Because, you know, like Aaron takes Lexi away for a second and Al's just like, she doesn't testify. Do you understand? And Aaron's like, dude, I got it. Like, stop. I got it. Yeah. So then he chides Lexi for hanging out with a gang member, which, like, she didn't know he was a gang member. Right. You know, whatever. And then Al takes Kevin's crime scene notes at one point. He's like, hand me your notepad. and just rips him out and, like, doesn't give a shit. Kevin's like, I'm getting a lot of trouble. And he's like, that's your problem. Bruh. No, it's your problem. So messed up. Yeah. Yeah. So we find out that Russell was a low-level runner for a guy named T-Mac. So the hierarchy here, Russell's on the bottom, T-Mac is above him. Well, T-Mac is after the guy who killed Russell, and his name is Kalaka. It's Spanish for skeleton. Kalaka is in a different gang. So it's like a hierarchy. I don't know why I'm using my hands to explain this. You guys can't (laughs) see me. But yeah. So they're after Russell. Russell's after Kalaka. Or no, I'm sorry. They're after T-Mac, and T-Mac is after Kalaka. So they find T-Mac at his mom's house, and basically t-mac is like i'm gunning for this guy i'm gonna kill him i'm gonna grab Kalaka. like too bad that you guys need him don't give a shit well they get him to stand down thanks to the detective work of sumner sumner void hates her void hates her so much but like she really like she really wasn't that bad no but you're just trained to hate her because of who the reason she ended up there wasn't she hooking up with ia guy though I knew I remember that right. We find that out in, I don't remember which episode, but yeah. Yeah. It's coming up. But it is kind of fucked up, though. The voice, like, go find me every single gang member between the ages of 25 and 35. And then she does it. And he's like, okay, now go do this. And, like, find me every, do the hierarchy of every gang that's active in Chicago. And it's like, what the fuck? The bitch work is so bad. It's, it's so, so bad. bad. It's really bad. But yeah, she takes it like a champ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I would she, not have. No, me neither. Me neither. But she is the reason why they basically get T Mac to sit like to stand down. Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, Voight still hates her. And then like when she when she leaves the interrogation room, Voight just stares at her. Like he can't even muster a good job. He just stares. He's like, How did she just actually help? 
Yeah. He's like, if I say anything to her, she's going to use it against me. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So they try Kalaka's uncle. And we basically find out that, like, his barbershop is a front for the gang. They steal his disability checks. He's basically taking over the whole shop. They find, like, this hidden room in the barbershop. And all they find is Kalaka's finger. As one does. Of course they do. Of course they do. I hate when I go in the garage and find an old dusty finger. (laughs) Darn. Darn. (laughs) Hate that. So Adam's up to other stuff in this episode. We'll get there in a minute. But it's basically the stuff that Adam is up to is what gets them to the Latin priests, which then gets them to Kalaka. Mm -hmm. Oh, and Kalaka's psycho. He's crazy. Oh, man. Uh. So Void engages in some, like, pretty serious police brutality here. Like, really bad. Uh, it's, yeah. It, yeah, it's, like, it's excessive. Like, it okay, just so, kind of, go ahead. Well, do you notice, oh, he takes the crowbar, and I just rewatched this, like, an hour before we recorded, so it's fresh in my mind. But, like, he whacks both kneecaps, and then he takes, like, the hooked end of the crowbar, and, yeah. It's kind of crazy as we've been doing this rewatch. Like, we obviously talked about, like, we've talked a lot of times about how, like, it's kind of crazy in the beginning how much we, like, just let the police brutality slide. Mm -hmm. But, like, as we've been doing this rewatch, I'm like, I cannot believe we let some of this shit slide. No. Like, it's really bad. It's really bad. It's, yeah. That, I can't believe we let slide. It's really bad. Oof. Oof. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's terrible. So, yeah, and even after all that, the guy is still laughing in Void's face. He's like, that's the best you've got? Like, that's it? So we find out that after 15 arrests, this guy has never caved once. So the conclusion is Lexi has to testify. But she's cool with it. She's cool with it. You've been subpoenaed as a witness to the shooting. So what are we going to do? I don't know. Do we have a choice? Let me make this clear. You participate, you become a material witness, and then they come after you. We don't know that will happen. We don't know it won't. Dad, I can't look Russell's mom in the eye and tell her I didn't do all that I could. This is the right thing to do. Let's put him away for good. Sweet, sweet Lexi. They did her so dirty. So dirty so messed up so she ids kalaka like a champ she's just in the lineup and she's like that's him second from the left yeah good done yep so as they're walking kalaka out to the car uh he of course says something he's like oh that girl who id'd me like she's really cute right and hank just bashes his head into the side of the cruiser and nobody bats an eye nope nope adam's cool with it adam's just like all right yep how did that not get normalized for Adam? What, Voight's brutality? Well, because Adam came straight from the academy. He he had no other experience. Like, right. And then he comes in under Voight and Al, and, like, these guys are murdering perps, and they're, like, you know, whacking him with crowbars. How did that not get normalized for him? Like, how did he, where does his, like, where did he get his moral compass from? I don't know, but I think it did become normalized to him. Like, I don't even think now if Boyd were to do something, he would just be like, okay. Like, just going to turn my eye to that. Yeah, you know what? I think you're right on that. I'm thinking back to when um, Antonio killed the guy and then when uh, when Kim went missing. Mm-hmm. You are correct about that. 
Yeah, I yeah. think unfortunately it did become normalized to him. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Just answered my own question there. Hmm. Yeah. So Hank does that, of course. And then at the end, Antonio finds the uncle and basically explains, like, hey, we set up an account for you. Just have your checks deposited right in there. And then, like, your nephew won't know any better. Mm-hmm. So it's a good case. Yeah. It's very easy case, relatively, all very, things considered. Yes. Very, very easy, easy case. All things considered. Yes. Yes. And we got some Berzik. Berziks. Oh, the Berziks. Little baby Berzik. So, we start off, and Wendy is sexting Adam. <laughs> oh, man. What a things, time. Things we never thought we'd say on this podcast. What a time. What a time. And, of course, like, Al's all up in his business and, like, looking at the phone. And it's kind of weird when you think about the fact that, like, Al is Ruzik's mentor. And it's it's weird. I he had no business like swiping the phone and then continuing to look at the pictures. Yeah, no. If I'm Wendy and I know that my like husband's partner has seen me like that, I'm like mortified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. There is some funny stuff though. Yeah, I mean anything Adam and Al is funny, but yeah. like, yeah. So. Adam decides that he is going to pull Kim to do an undercover sting. He's not told to go pull Kim. He's decided that he's going to use Kim. Yep. So because they're so desperate to keep Lexi from testifying, they're trying to bust the Latin priest on this cell phone ring because that's what they do a lot anyway. That's what they're kind of known for. So they use Kim and like Kim comes out and she's dressed like a tourist (laughs) and Jay's reaction to the undercover fit is hysterical. He's like, what are you wearing? I'm supposed to be a tourist. And she's wearing like the most tacky, like sparkly, like blue jacket shirt. And it's got like the ties in the front to like indicate it's a hockey team. Oh my God. It's really bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. So, um, they pull off the sting at the bean. They're like, and of course, like, as they're getting set up, like, Adam and Kim are talking and flirting, even though they're not really flirting, but they're flirting. And he tells her that she looks cute. And I did think it's funny, though, because he's like, she says something about, like, how, like, terrible her outfit is. And he's like, what's wrong with the blue jackets? They're my favorite team. I'm like, boy, you're from Chicago. How are the Blackhawks not your favorite team? That's a good question. I'm like, why are you a Columbus fan? You're from... I forget where Adam's from. It's oh, oh, I know this one. I know this one. Uh, dad's from Canaryville. That's what I'm thinking of. Mom's from Beverly. Ooh, good. If that comes up in trivia, I got it. Hold on, <laughs> but like, like I'm like, how are you a Blackhawks fan? Why are you a Blue Jackets fan? I think he was just like bantering with Kim. I don't know, but like, still, if he's not, I don't know how he's a Blue Jackets fan. And like, it's Columbus. Chicago's rival? I don't know that much about hockey. I don't speak hockey. I know the Capitals. That's all I got. <laughs> Go Stars. Go Caps. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyway, this thing ends up working out. Blah, blah, blah. We already covered that part. So, of course, they, like, 
you know, they're bonding, they're sitting in the car and they're talking, and then we get this conversation. Who? My fiance. Um, yeah. When's the wedding? I don't know. Can't come soon enough. Eager to tie the knot, huh? Uh, I'm just sick of planning. It's like all Wendy and I ever talk about is wedding organizing. Uh, you ever send racy photos to your boyfriends? I mean, that's not weird, right? The look Alinsky gave me when he caught sight of one, it's like a Larry Flint or something. <laughs> I felt this on a spiritual level. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I'm, I'm sure you did. He's like, I'm sick of planning. I'm like, Wendy, let you plan? Damn. <laughs> um, I think it's interesting, though. I've never really thought about this in terms of the beginning of Birdsey. It's like kind of how close they became so fast. Yeah. Like, and granted, not that I think they're, like, super close in this moment, but, like, close enough, I guess, or, like, comfortable enough is maybe a better word, that Adam's like, let me just spill all of this to you. Mm -hmm. You relative stranger that I still don't know that well. Because it was love at first sight, duh. I just don't know if it's love at first sight. I definitely think it's, like, attraction at first sight, for sure. Adam fell head over heels. Last episode, uh, when she walked into Molly's. But, anyway. So... That's the Berzics. Pretty much, yeah. Um, basically, with the cell phone ring, like they, yeah, they bust them. I love That's that we're it. supposed, yeah, I love that we're supposed to believe that like Adam Ruzik ran the distance between two CTA stops. Yeah, no. Jay, maybe. Jay, maybe. Maybe even Kevin, but Adam. No, 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 no. In the early days, I mean, obviously, I guess, but, like, Adam is, like, least likely. Antonio, too. Antonio could have done it. He could have done it, yeah. Like, we just, it's kind of unwritten that, like, we, you know, Adam's, like, the least athletic of, you know, the intelligence men. It's definitely written. Yeah, it's written. We love him either way. Yeah. Hey, Patty's birthday's coming up soon, too. It is. It is. It is. And it's a big one for him. If he would post on Instagram, that would be great. But that would be amazing. But he's sign gotta, of life, proof of life. Yeah, he's got to stay quiet. We'll find him beforehand. Somebody has Reem been posting? No, I haven't seen anything from Reem in a long time. I don't follow Reem, but like, just asking. I I do feel guilty following her. Just like a month ago. A month ago is a long time though for her. Yeah. True. But five weeks ago, she was posting in Chicago, so... And five weeks ago was the strike. Yeah. Anyway. I was just curious. Me too. Me too. But yes, so... Last up, after that, we've got the Jay stuff. And he's he's an idiot. Yeah. He's Basically, idiot. like Gina said, he's an idiot. Both Halstead brothers are just awful this week. Yeah. Which one is worse? Ooh, ooh, um, this week, this week specifically, which one is worse? Will, yeah, Will, one hundred percent, yeah, but 100%. like Jay's not far behind. No, Jay would have been far behind. Jay would have been closer if he had actually like done something to physically harm Lonnie, mm-hmm. but he didn't, and Will ignored a woman's wish to die and kept her alive so 
Yeah. They both committed crimes, though. Yes, but Jay's less bad than Will's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, basically, he's an idiot. So the episode starts, and internal affairs guy, like, while he's talking to Voight, he asks about Jay. And Voight's like, I don't report on cops. I report on criminals. But we do find out that Jay has had Jin monitoring Lonnie's credit card. Mm-hmm. Like which we like, already knew but yeah out. i'm pretty sure that counts as an illegal search and seizure though like so even i have no idea even if like because later on in the episode basically like jay's just like well he bought rope and duct tape and all this stuff like even if lonnie had acted on that i'm pretty sure that evidence wouldn't be admissible because it wasn't obtained properly if you say so I think I think that counts as an illegal search and seizure because there's no warrant and there's no probable cause. So yeah, so Hank goes to Jen and is like, "Look, when I told you you'd be doing stuff off the books, like that only applied to me. Like, what the fuck are you doing for Jay?" Mm-hmm. So Jen goes to Lonnie's house. What are you doing? And not Aaron only- drops him off. Yes, yes. Not only does he go, he takes Aaron with him. And Aaron, like, willingly, like, lets him get out of the car. Like, if I... Because it's not been a secret to everyone. Like, I mean, you know, there's been... Didn't she go with him once before? I don't think so. Is he always gone by himself? Either way, it's not a it's not a total secret that, like, Jay's been doing, you know, had all this stuff. So, like, why did she even let him go in the first place? I don't understand. No, no. It makes no sense. No. And so then he goes to the door and like, of course, is like harassing the family, which that in and of itself, hello, that's a misdemeanor. Harassment and is a misdemeanor. And breaking a restraining order. Yes. That too. That too. Um. So yeah. So Jay gets back in the car, which like, do you feel better now that you just like puked Yelled masculinity all over the place? Yeah. Like, yeah. you feel better? You accomplished nothing. So yeah and Aaron's like what was that and Jay goes just drive okay this whole trend of like people asking you what's wrong and people being like forget it nothing like that's it and leaving it at that stop it mm-hmm. what is with that like don't like it um and then yeah just to further cement Jay being an idiot status he talks to Boyd like this I told you to let the Roniger thing go I have for the most part if you're not straight with me I can't protect you protect me Weren't you just in custody? Who are you to give advice? Don't push me. I will run you out of this unit like that. I think Lonnie's gonna kill another kid. You got eyes on you, Halstead. I've warned you all I can. I mean, he's not wrong. Like, he's like, I get where he's coming from, but also, like, dude. That's your boss. Yeah. Yeah. Not Jay, only that, leave the but room. Your boss is Hank Voigt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So then the episode ends, and we find out that Lonnie's dead. Yep. Casual. And, of course. Of course. Of course, just what he said. And of course, Eternal Affairs guy is like, so Jay did this. But you don't know yep. that? You don't know that. But yeah, just mm-hmm. a whole lot of trouble for the Halsteads this week. Uh, Yeah, that's an understatement. Yeah. Yep. That's an understatement. And that's about it. Mm-hmm. 
craziness and sadness everywhere. Yep. <laughs> Any other notes on this episode of PD? No, I like this episode. It was, yeah, it was good. It was good. And so next week, I guess, is the where obviously like Jade's basically getting kicked out of intelligence until like figure out what's going on with Lonnie. Yep. Man. Yep. And even Antonio suspects him at a certain point. Like Antonio's pissed. Well, yeah, but then Antonio is still his friend and like hands him the file and like out of the, you know. Crazy. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's about all we've got. Um, yeah, as always, you know where to find us Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, TikTok. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, email us anytime. You guys, seriously, like, Every week there's another exit and it sucks. So like there's a have... lot of feelings going around right now. So yeah. definitely feel free to share them with us if you choose to. Please. Please, please. Yes. Dancing with the stars feelings too. The finale will have aired by the time you hear from us again. So Yes. Yeah. So email us anytime, meet us at Molly's at gmail.com. If you like the show, which we really hope you do, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. That would be great. Uh, yeah. Follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Gina Watches TV, Bryna. I'm at Bryna K13. Normal schedule. Yep. So we will be back next week, hopefully without an exit, with episodes 110 ready to go. So In the meantime, everybody have a good weekend, and we will see you next week. Bye.